They're two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming. Everybody in, welcome back to another week, another episode of Generation X Gaming, the weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories from the past week, and we rant along the way. I'm your host, Thorian Still Gaming, and joining me each and every single week is Sarge McCluskey. What's going on, bro? Merry Christmas! Let's do this. <laughs> oh, I for wait. You know what? I I actually do have a hat. I, I have a hat. I should probably put the hat on. You know, this is. I'm gonna have to make a call. I don't want to get out of the chair. I don't want to get out of the chair. I'm gonna, I'm gonna text. I'm gonna text my wife real fast. Christmas, baby, let's do this. Right. <laughs> okay. So, on today's show, we're gonna be talking about uh, Transformers Reactivate. We went over a bunch of leaked information earlier today, uh, and we're gonna talk Sarge a little bit about what he thought about the uh, the screenshots and whatnot. We're going to go over uh, Forspoken. Forspoken explains how they uh, take advantage of the hardware for PlayStation 5. We're going to be talking about Diablo 4. They uh, reveal the Battle Pass price, and also uh, they also talk about uh, how they, they want to make sure that it does. it's, it's not a feel-like-they-can-make-a-pay-to-win, uh, can-pay-to-win. They don't want you to feel like you can pay to win, all right? So we're going to talk about that. Uh, we're gonna talk yeah, about. They don't want you. They don't want you to feel right. like it. They don't feel want like you it. to feel like it. Right. They're gonna do it, but you won't feel like it. Got it. Um, we're gonna talk about Horizon or Guerrilla Games. Uh, talking about uh, Horizon Zero Dawn having a multiplayer in the future, and that's just like the the title of it. But what we're gonna go into is that the future of these type of games, Sarge? There's a lot of other games that have done this. Uh, so we'll have a conversation about that. We're going to have uh, a conversation about Microsoft Files, a patent for displaying personal ads uh, in games. We're going to have Microsoft could introduce a cheaper ad support game pass tier, survey suggests. We're going to talk about Ubisoft Star Wars game enters a playtesting stage. Uh, Marvel Spider-Man 2 confirmed for fall of 2023. Game Awards hits a new viewership record. We're going to be talking about gamers are also suing Microsoft. Of, uh, of with Activision. Uh, id Software co-founder resigns from Meta. We'll talk about that. Uh, Bungie's new third-person game will use Destiny's Tiger engine. We'll talk about that. We're going to talk about the uh, former Valorant director joins Destiny developer. Bungie. That's how, the, uh, that's how it's rated or uh, talked about. Oh, thank you very much, son. I don't know if this hit me, but... There we go. Have to... Oh, Merry Merry Christmas. There we go. Thank you so much for, for that. Uh, so we're going to talk about Final Fantasy doing some remakes here. Uh, we're going to talk about Epic Games. Uh, FTC uh, had them in a lawsuit, and they paid a half a billion dollars, Sarge. We're going to talk about that a little bit. We're going to talk about Gotham Knights developer working on something else right now. And the last story we're going to talk about is uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor game director details new combat and travel. If we get to all of this, 
If we don't get to it, you can always read the articles in our Discord down below. You'll also be able to see the actual uh, link in the description. It'll be in, uh, there for uh, our Discord as well. Uh, if you guys like what we do here, please make sure you share, like, subscribe. You could always listen to us after the fact over here on YouTube. Uh, you could be a member as little as 99 cents. 99 cents, Sarge, that's, that's four cups of coffee. No, that's, that's not four cups of coffee. That's Actually, that is four cups of coffee. That's, you could buy four cups of coffee for the price of one membership here at, at uh, 30 and Still Gaming on this for our podcast. So make sure, uh, if you like to do that, you can also do Super Chats or whatnot as well. Uh, other than that, what have you been playing, Sarge? Let's, uh, actually, let me hit the, the intro first. We have Santa and the elf. Akuta Papa with the 23 months. Uh, I, it, it'll speak for him. Uh, I don't actually have to read it. I think it'll, it'll pop up and, and say something. Appreciate that very much. All right. Uh, so, Sarge, what have you been playing? What have you been playing? All right. So, first of all, Hell Let Loose is amazing with flamethrowers and jeeps. Oh, have you been playing? Have, you. have you been playing it? Let me, let me, let me tell you. First, first of all, as I said in a prior show, originally, nobody gave a shit about the supply guy. And by the way, the supply guy before the flamethrower was the most important soldier in the squad to have with, with the sergeant. The most important guy to have, right? Because it lets you build a garrison immediately, right? right. Nobody wanted it. So Team 17 decided that we're going to give the flamethrower to the supply guy, right? So here's here's the rub. Here's the rub, right? Game's been on console now for a little over a year, correct? A little bit over a year. Yeah, about that. Okay. Okay. So what happens when your entire player base doesn't play supply guy, and then when you release flamethrower on the supply guy, everybody say, wants everybody wants to be it, and, and say that you only way you get the flamethrower is to reach level 10 on the supply guy. Okay. <laughs> everybody in their mother is now a supply guy. Every I'm talking everybody. They all miraculously now, and I know this is gonna sound like I'm condescending, but it's true. All of a sudden the game has changed completely. Because why? Because you got a supply guy running around right. everywhere, putting right. down a box, putting down a garrison. The, the front line's moving quicker. Things are happening. I'm like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Is the game progressing? The, how did we move so quickly? Oh, there's a supply chain? Wow. Miraculous. So, so right? do, you, do you think, ben, do you think the, this is a good move on. on their part? Of course. Of course it's a good move. Right? The best is watching a Kuba wagon jump a hedge. A, 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 a hedge. Yeah, I know. Chava. Jump a yeah. hedgerow to jump a hedgerow and someone shoots it with a flamethrower. And then the car turns into a cl flaming clown car. <laughs> it's, it's priceless, right? So between, so between the anti-tank guns now that people have now worked hard for their um, uh, engineer class uh, and the assault class to get the anti-tank gun. Right. Uh, and now everyone going for the supply guy to get a flamethrower game starting to open up. Got a lot more, a lot more behind the lines action with the Jeeps now, 
Recon's doing better now because because of the Jeeps. So now you've got guys going inside the recon tank with the recon team, and then they're driving out to the middle of nowhere, setting up a base in the middle of nowhere. And now because it's a supply guy, ooh, surprise, garrison in the back lines. And now the game is like, right? And if you don't defend properly, you're done, right? And now so people have to learn how to defend properly. The game's starting to open up a little bit more. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, they did a good job. So they did a good job. So okay, do you think it's do you think it's a problem that everyone's trying to be a supply guy now, or do you think it's 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 just a the growing pains of it of becoming a flamethrower and people interested now playing the supply guy? Well, the 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 issue the issue currently right now is those people who really want the flamethrower are now joining whatever squad doesn't have right doesn't a have supply a support. guy yeah we're a supply guy so yeah. now you have you have smaller squads. And people are going guy. for the supply. Yeah. And you need the supply guy. Right. That's that's what's happening. That's exactly what's happening right now. Uh hell let loose, Reese. Hell let loose. All right. So you have the uh the, the Jeep, the normal the, the normal Jeep for the Americans, and you have the Kubel wagon for the Germans. And I don't it, it really is a clown car for the Russians. It looks hilarious, but it's still it is what it is. Uh and then the flamethrower. I'm not sure the I didn't see the Russian flamethrower yet, I don't think. I think it might be the same one as the Americans, if I'm not mistaken. But, okay, so that, and then you already, you already know what the other game is. Uh, uh, Vampire Survivor, right? Mm -hmm. I have played I have played every character and, and got them all to level 100 for the first map. And I even unlocked the, uh, what looks like a Kung Fu Panda. If you unlock everybody and you do the boards, a Kung Fu Panda opens up. So I've been using Kung Fu Panda. Uh, and he's got bouncy balls that blow up into little flowers, which I thought was hilarious. Um, but I, I figured out the game now. I figured out the order of getting the upgrades to where when I reached the, about the 15-minute mark or right. the 17-minute mark, I just put my guy in this particular spot, and I walk away from the screen. For <laughs> I, I don't have to. I don't actually have to play it. it I just, just auto play now. It's just... Yeah, because I because it knows it knows I, I've maxed out the ones I need to keep my perimeter. And then anytime I go up a level because of the gems in me, then I just pick the one I want and I and I just let it sit there. And I, yeah, I, but you're not going I've up been surfing. As, once you go up to a certain part, you're not collecting as many gems anymore, mm -hmm. right? I I will I will repeat my statement. I said I know in what order oh, to I got, get I got the you. upgrades. I got you. In order for me to sit on the screen and not move and win at the 17 minute mark. I got you. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah, Sarge, Sarge uh, yeah, is wearing and, oh, a Christmas and, pimp hat. That's correct. And of course, Division Two. Yeah, I, you know, I started. I'm playing... going for that. I'm going for that. I'm going for that uh, uh, explosion build. I, I'm going for I, it. When I played with you the other day, and then I played this afternoon by myself. Uh, and mm. I joined, just joined a random. I, I was playing one mission. I played the Jefferson uh, mission by myself on hard, yep. and then I played the Capitol building on challenge with the group, and. I just there's something about that game, man, that it feels good to know that even though I'm not going for a specific build, I'm looking for resources to then level up the guns that I have. And it feels good. Like this game feels good. The worst part about division is that it's division, meaning it's because it takes place in like reality. I, I feel like if this game was sci-fi, okay, same exact game, just sci-fi, I think this game would be much more appealing for a lot of people. I think the turnoff for a lot of people is it's too close 
to reality, like really close to reality now, right? And I feel like that's a turnoff for a lot of people, but goddamn, Division is such a good game as far as loot. In a looter, I don't think there's a better game as a looter shooter, okay, that does a better job than what, what the, Division the, is doing, Division 2. Okay, so I, I don't agree with you 100%, but I understand the angle you're coming from. So the loot aspect of that game the targeted loot, the way to break down the gear, the way to make your own gear, the way to target specify the attributes on the gear are all fantastic. Fantastic. Once you understand what it is you're trying to go for, like for instance, it took me about six months to get back into it where I was like, I, I'm trying to understand it. I really am trying to understand it because when you stop playing for a while, like you lose, like you lose the hook, right? right? Like you lose what you're, what you're going for. And I said to myself, okay, I went through all the gear I looked at all the blueprints that I had and I said, okay, what is it I want to go for? Right. And I say, okay, I want explosives. Right. I want explosives. I want I want the artillery turret. I want the, the seeker mines and I want as much damage for explosives as possible. How do I get it? So then I went through all the gear and I, I'm looking at what gear gives me the biggest bang for the buck. What, what, what gear gives me explosive damage. And then after I find those, what gear gives me skill damage bonuses in the one and the two spot? I don't care about gear that has skill damage in the third spot because that means I have to waste three pieces of armor to right. get that to activate. I'm only interested in the first two. So what I'm looking for now is I'm looking for synergy gear sets that have skill damage in either the first or the second spot and I'm wearing those pieces. Right. And then I'm wearing the pieces that have explosive damage, either in the one and two spot. So what I've discovered is if I get six pieces and I and I pair them up two, 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 okay. And then on those attributes, I make sure that there's at least a skill damage and a skill haste. And then the mod I put on there is also skill damage. Right. So basically, I went from the two million, two million hit mines to basically four and a half million mines, and I haven't even optimized them yet. Yeah, I'm right? now, I'm, I'm, now I'm trying to straight, optimize. I'm going for a straight DPS build with just weapons, with my assault rifle yeah, and LMG. so you want, right, so you want, well, you actually want the assault rifle, but uh, if you want LMG, that's cool. So well, what the, you're looking the, the, for the then gear is... I'm wearing, the gear I'm wearing does LMG and assault rifle damage, like 15%. That's fine. So yeah. now what you do is you screw everything else and you're going for crit chance, yeah. crit damage, yep. and headshot. Yeah, that's all I have. That's that's yeah. it. And all I'm doing that's right it. now is I'm trying to get enough legendary material so I can level up because I need two more upgrades and I'm and then my assault rifle, the chameleon is completely leveled up, right? It's got two of the three maxed out, and I'm looking for I think weapon damage right now, and I need two more. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. Play the next two sessions that you play in all honesty, right? Keep nothing. Burn I, it. I, I've, been, I've been. I've been burning right? everything. Yeah. Right. Because if you go, if you go into the create your own gear section, just look at the ones you're trying to match up for and just make the gear. Right. You probably get the gear piece that you like within three or four tries. Hmm. You just have to have enough. You just have to. You you have to have enough materials in the bank to make it. That's right. all. Well, I'm missing I'm missing a couple of materials and I can't level up my stoner and I can't level up my my chameleon because I'm missing those 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 pieces. So as soon as I get those pieces, I'll be I'll be fine. 
and then my guns yeah. my guns will be maxed out. My my stoner, you gotta open up open everything. Yeah, my stoner is missing just one one uh one piece. Uh, did did yeah. YouTube just like yeah? But if you're but if you're but if you're doing the stoner, see now I I played the stoner forever. But once I got the blue screen LMG, I have the blue screen as well, but I don't have it. You, yeah, my stoner's maxed out more than my my blue screen. No, I no, I get it, but just see how badly it costs to level up your blue screen because the blue screen gives you the bleed and blind damage, bro. You want those to stack, and if you're if you're bleeding and they're blind, and then, and then you yeah, have isn't a, you the have, blue you screen the legendary one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I can't use the legendary and the chameleon. I can't use the assault rifle and and. Oh, you're using. I'm sorry. I'm using you're chameleon, using, and that's why this, I'm using the uh, yeah, yeah. That's why I thought yeah. you were using a regular assault no, no. rifle. Yeah, I'm using the uh, legendary I, I, assault rifle. So, so basically, now that I know what I'm going for, straight explosives. I know exactly what I'm going for. I know exactly where to go on the map. I just run the thing. That's it, right? And now I'm trying to figure out. Now that I know what I'm going for, I'm trying to figure out the easiest way to get Shade Tech ASAP because uh, it's hard. It's hard to get the Shade Tech pieces. Yeah, I don't think there's an easy every, way. Every, well, there there is. If you do the projects, if you look at the projects, you can get about 10, 10 or between 10 and 15 a week, not counting the levels that you go up and using your scavenger. Jesus. Yeah, 10, yeah. And using your scavenger, uh, your scavenger piece on your watch and just buy the Shade Tech. Mm. It's one for one for each level, but you just keep going up anyway. So what's the difference? Right. Good games, man. Good games. Uh, I don't. I don't see myself playing vampire. Uh, I know exactly what to do now, so I know what you've. you've already I'm gonna get them all. I'm, I'm gonna. Vampire Survivor. I, I, no. I, yeah, but I'm gonna get them. I'm gonna get them all. I'm gonna finish all the maps. That's all I have to do now. Is finish the maps. Yeah, I gotta find some I gotta stuff on the map. I, I think I'm on like like level six or seven right now. Did you Did you know? Did you know when you look at the above map, you can actually go for things on the map? Did you know that? I I did. Even though the even though. Yeah, even though the map looks the same, even though the map looks the same in every direction, if you look at the map, it shows you where things are hidden. And if you go to those things, you'll actually pick those up. Yeah, I I didn't I didn't know that. It's 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 cheesy that way because it reminds you like an old school game. Like I, I'm I'm passing the same bush and tree and bench for 14 screens, but 14 screens later, there's a chest there that has something in it. Even though I've seen the same tree, bush, and branch 14 times. You're you're still moving even though it's the same area. It's a little it's a little uh, it's a little iffy because when you're when you're playing a game, if you don't look at the map, you don't give a shit. You're just walking around. You're like, well, it's all the same anyway. I'll just go in a circle, right? But if you look at the map, it says, oh, there's a health bonus here and a thing over here. So you got to keep on trucking. You got to keep going right. that way right. as guys are coming around you. It, it's still fun. I think the guys who made I, it are, are great. I've been, it, I've been playing on my cell phone recently more than I've been playing on the actual Xbox. It's a and, nice... and it's great. And it's great on the cell phone because there's no fire button. Yeah, it's you just move with your thumb, right? And you can do it, it in landscape or you can do it in, in vertical mode as well, right? Or portrait mode. And I, I think it's a fun game. So I, I, I have been playing that. Uh, I've been playing uh, Battlefield 2042. I, I, I know a year ago. I know a year ago, right. I was like, I'm not playing this game unless it comes to Game Pass, and voila, it's at Game Pass. And I'll tell you, I'm level 44, 45 right now. Uh, I'm liking it a lot, man. When you get in with certain groups, I'm doing like an event right now, so it was like 64 players on the map, so it's 32 versus 32. When you get a good crew, and they're actually playing Battlefield, okay, it feels real good. It feels good, even though sure. the game itself 
is you mean not... Battlefield feels like Battlefield? Yeah, Battlefield feels like Battlefield. Uh, so I, I do like a lot of the stuff. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I'm not even playing this Battlefield like you're supposed to be playing this Battlefield. Like, I'm not using the specialists in any way, shape, or form. I... I might use the medic. The medic. Uh, I don't use any of the other guys, like the the squirrel suit or the shields. I don't. I don't use any of that. Most of the people on the field are either using support or or like a support character, a medic or whatnot. Because very rarely do you see people grapple hooking on things. They're using the med packs or the support for ammo and and what and whatnot. Um, but I'm I'm really enjoying myself. I'm enjoying myself with the battlefield. I'm playing it about once a week right now. I missed last week, so I missed the weekly. But which is cool is you can go back and complete the weeklies without without continuously playing. So if you're, if you're gone three weeks, you can just go back and do that activities. And so if you're a person that needs something to do, you can come back into the game, look at what the missions are, and then go do those missions and catch up every, every single week. If you, if you missed anything, uh, sometimes, man, I, f I feel because you, you're with Xbox, you can't, uh, opt out. At least I can't figure out how to get away from like cross play. So people on PC, you're playing with people on PC and I swear to God, sometimes I get killed and I'm like, how did that guy see me? And I feel like they're cheating. I feel like they're, but it might be in my head. Maybe I'm exaggerating. Maybe I'm like, I don't know. And there are moments sometimes where I shoot somebody and it does not hit the, the hit registration does not hit. I'm like, that's a shot. I know 100% that's a shot. And for some reason, it's it's not doing it. You have to go to the settings yeah, manually. Not, okay, gaming file. I'll, I'll check it out next time. Yeah, but I don't think it, it's not crossplay with PC, is it? It is. Yeah. I don't think it is, is yeah. it? Yeah. Give me give me give me one second. Talk for a second. Give me one second. Yeah, so uh, let me see what you guys are saying over here. So Akuda Pupu. Akuda Papu. Papu. Yeah, did you guys play full squad? Did you guys actually play full squad where where you guys were actually playing like a full battlefield game, like someone was ammo, someone was medic. Like, did you actually play it that way? Because if it, it, listen, I get it, man. What if you're in a good group? Battlefield's battlefield, man. That's that's what it's supposed to be. That's what it's supposed to be. Ah, uh, it, it is crossplay. It is crossplay. Okay. See, I thought I thought it was just Xbox, PlayStation, like Hell Let Loose was. I didn't know PC was involved in there as well. So yeah. maybe you're maybe you're right then, bro. Maybe they do have some hacks going on. I, I think, and again, it might be, you know, that moment you're like, that guy's cheating, right? Like you you, you think the guy's cheating, but I think they're actually cheating. I, I actually think I'm like, there's no, because when you see the, you don't see the kill cam, but you see the, the person that killed you and you'll see like their orange marker and you, you yeah. look at where they are compared to where you are. And you're like, how did he kill me? behind a hill, behind a rock when he's over there. There's no way he shot you and then moved back down there before the kill cam shows me where he is. You, you know what I'm saying? So I have a feeling that there's some, just something there that's just happening. And I know for well, a fact when I shoot, well, until, I'll, until I'll get you... three, four shots on a guy and it does not hit. It does not any registration whatsoever. Well, until you find concrete evidence, you have to just accept the fact that you suck because you're out of practice and just let it be that. You can't say that they're cheating yet until you have definitive proof. Yes, then... no. Akuda Papa says it's not in your head. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's it's not like you. There, there's times that I get killed and I'm like, all right, good shot, good shot, right? And then I look, I'm like, there's no fucking way. Like, how in the world did you kill me from that angle? I couldn't see him unless he's doing some looper, Angelina Jolie well, throwing a bullet curving wise. There's there's well, no was, absolute did he, did he... way. Well, I saw you running around with a sniper rifle for like three hours. So maybe he had a sniper rifle. 
No, it, it, it doesn't matter if it's a sniper rifle or not. Doesn't doesn't it tell you what gun you got killed by? It's the angle. It's the angle that he's killing me by. Like, there's no way when you see up there behind like a whole bunch of shit. You're like, there's no way. There's no line of sight for them to hit you. And you're like, sometimes, sometimes you're like, how did that guy kill me? Because you're in a you know in a firefight with somebody. You're like, no way, I got that. But then it shows you a guy on the side killed you, right? It shows you the kill cam on the other side, and you're like, oh, another guy shot me, not the guy in front of me. You're like, all right, no, no big deal. Kudapapa says, I like, uh, like I said, it's not 30's head. I was watching some gameplay the other night, and I reported three guys because I could, I could see missing time. I uh, used the mod ser several servers. Pretty accurate on my calls. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. Like, there's just something weird. But anyway, I'm having it's, a blast it's, playing it's, Battlefield 24 so too in small bursts, right? Like, I played it on Monday. I played for like three hours. I think I played it again on Tuesday. Uh, but I'm, that's that's what I've been playing. I'm, try, I'm trying to think of another thing. Oh, I'm playing Diablo. Slowly going through Diablo three. Uh, I'm level 42 now. I think I'm, I, I just hit the third act. Uh, All right. So let me, uh, explain it to me. How do you how are you playing Diablo three? I thought it was on the Xbox One. No, I, they did an upgrade version, and yeah. it's on the Xbox Series X. I bought it for twenty bucks, and it's got the, the expansion packs included, right? So, so is it is it is it in the game store? It it, it was for the holidays. It's there it's now, still, but it's, it's, it's still it's, holidays. Yeah, I know, but it's probably not, not. I don't think it's on sale anymore. It, it ended the sale. On don't like, say that. Christmas hasn't happened yet. Don't say that. It was for Black Friday. It was on there for like thirteen days for sale. I I texted you. I said, "Are you, do you want to buy this?" I wasn't I said, thinking it's, about it's, it. It's twenty bucks. I, I'm thinking about other stuff. I'm it's, thinking about Diablo three. It's it's a fun game. Diablo three is a fun game. I'm just trying to. I'm not going hard in it. I'm just playing through the story. And when I get to end game, I haven't done any of the season type of stuff. I probably won't. I'm probably just gonna play it, play the story, and then Diablo four will come out by the summertime, uh, and and we'll play it right. So I, I'm enjoying Diablo three. I'm trying to think of if there's another game I'm playing right now. I don't think there's another game I'm playing. I'm I oh I had a moment, Sarge. Uh, that I think my my flame went out, right? So Marvel's Avengers, right, came out a couple weeks ago with with Winter Soldier, and they implemented this thing now where, so for two years you had your all your characters, okay, and you could level up your characters, but you only could do the raid or you could only do this event when it came around. So I still have characters that are not 165 to get to the thing because you have to go through the 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 raid. So Winter Soldier comes into the game, and they implemented this new mission chain where you can get him up to 165 like like that. And I went, well, that's fucking stupid, right? Because Black Widow, Captain America, Thor, who I've been had for two years, I still can't get them to 165 because I have to do the regular things with them to get them to 165. But Winter Soldier, I could just do this mission, and I get 165 gear. And I went, well, why don't you do that for everybody else, right? So... I haven't well, gotten. They will, well, they, well, they will once once the engagement drops off again. They'll be like, "Okay, we got to do it for everybody else." The engagement, we got to do it for none. everybody else. Well, apparently, there's enough because they're still doing shit with the game, bro. The six guys that are getting paid minimum dev uh, minimum dev payment to do it are still working on it, right? Because we know if the game wasn't making any money, it would be history, right? Close. Well. well Close. The, the the light went out because I waited two years to play the uh the heroic assault or the heroic assault uh the cloning labs. Okay, yeah, no shit. I tried it twice, didn't complete it. Cloning labs. I completed it. I didn't complete it, and I went. You know what? I don't care. Like that was it. The carrot for two years was gotta wait for cloning labs. Gotta wait for cloning labs. Gotta wait for cloning labs. Cloning labs is here. I went. No, I'm good. And I could literally feel the the love that I had my, my just die inside me. I was like, oh. Like, like what happened to Destiny 
happened much faster with Marvel's Avengers because I was disappointed with it, right? So now it's time to light that candle up and hopefully Transformers comes out and, and, and it scratches that itch again for another two years or, or, or whatnot. But yeah, so that's that's what I've been playing. Uh, anything else? Anything else you've been playing, Sarge? No, no. Three games is a lot, man. All right. My girl, my girlfriend wanted to know where the fuck I was. We play three games a week. She's asking me <laughs> what the hell I'm doing. Uh, you have to have a podcast like me, Sarge, and then uh, like daily daily grinds. You have to go to work. That's how you play games. Uh huh. All right, I'm gonna go. Let's go to top stories. All right. First top story is Forspoken explains how the game takes advantage of the PlayStation 5 hardware exclusive features. So Forspoken is the upcoming action RPG published by Square Enix and developed by Lumius Productions. The company behind the Final Fantasy 15 narrative-driven adventures follows the story of the Frey Holland of the New York teleporter and fantasy world of Athena. Um, uh, thanks for her Sentinel bracelet cuff. Okay, unknown world and find a way back to the Big Apple. In a recent video published by PlayStation YouTube channel, Square Enix unveils more of the next-gen features for Spoken to provide an immersive gameplay experience found nowhere else. Uh, found nowhere else. For Spoken will also use most of the DualSense controller features, from the adaptive triggers to the haptic feedback and built-in speakers. So, For Spoken will let players adjust the power of their magic spells with the adaptive triggers and the DualSense, allowing them to apply very, very levels of force tension depending on their needs. The controller's haptic feedback and vibration will transcribe to relief of each kind of, of terrain, and Frey makes her way uh, way through uh, Athena. Now, the, built, the built-in speaker located between the two joysticks of the DualSense will broadcast the discussion of Frey's allies. On top of that, PlayStation 5 exclusive features, Square Enix revealed a digital pre-order bonus for the, for the platform. Uh, players who pre-order for Spoken on Sony's console will receive a various PlayStation-themed cosmetic, including the No Limits Cloak, Symbol Combo Necklace, and a Trigger Happy Nails. Now, these items all bear the cross, square, circle, and triangle logos featured on the PlayStation controller's branding fray as a true PlayStation fan. All pre-orders will also include a crafting starter kit, uh, but Square Enix hasn't yet re uh, revealed anything. So, obviously, Sarge, you don't have a PlayStation 5. I don't have a PlayStation 5. I haven't used the Happy No kidding. The, the, the feedback or anything like that. Do you think, like, little things, and again, chat, chime in here right do you think little things like this like harry potter maybe like you feel like the wand or it changes colors for your house that you're you're in or you can feel like the power of the magic wand as you do, do you feel like that is like to go from 60 dollars to go to 70 dollars for a game for playstation 5 do you think that is sort of like you know when you go to a restaurant the salt and pepper are just on the table right they don't actually charge you for the salt and pepper it's just extra quality of life inside the restaurant right do you feel like the dual sense type of stuff like that is the salt and pepper for the playstation 5 where you you don't you don't really need it but it's there and it's in, it's there in the background and if you want you know if you if you want to use it you use it okay look every generation has some kind of gimmick that they're trying to assign value to for you to spend money on okay when we played 8-bit nintendo it was the max controller with the turbo and then it was the Robbie the Robot. And then it was the Robbie exercise. The exercise all, all he did was this. Pad. All right. Exercise foot pads. That's, okay. that's all he did. Then, right. 
So so then for the for the Super Nintendo, it was the advanced controller that had the extra buttons behind the thing so you could make more Street Fighter combo moves instead of worrying about broke. Every system comes out with some gimmick. Now the haptic feedback makes you feel like you're pulling a bow back. Really? Does it does my arm hurt? Does it feel like I'm does the muscles in my forearm feel like I'm pulling back a 17-pound bow? No, it does not. My little finger trick, well, my, my little trigger. My little trigger is doing this, and I and I feel some resistance on my finger. So what really that means is I'm going to strain my finger faster because instead of me just pulling the thing back, it's fighting me the whole time I'm trying to pull the trigger back. Like, ooh, like what? It, listen, if it if it makes you feel better, if you think you're better than me because you got a controller that's got haptic sensitivity and I don't. Go ahead, put your meme on the screen. You're better than me. I paid more for something and I got haptic feedback. Congratulations. Well, that's, but that's what I, I'm saying. I don't care. I don't but care. But that's what I'm saying. Like, for instance, when the Wii came out, they didn't have haptic feedback. But when I had to pull back when I played Legends of Zelda, right? When I played Zelda, you had to hold the, the Wii remote in your, in your hand. You would pull yeah. back and you would. Yeah. And. I, there was no feedback or, or haptic feedback or anything, but I was no. like pretending I had like a bow. Do you, do, you, do you know what would happen if you had haptic feedback? It would just be a fucking bow. Yeah. You'd have a bow, <laughs> right? Put a bow in your hand and go like this. And then the same motion you're doing for the Nintendo thing, you'll actually feel the actual you pulling back a bow. Yeah. So or I, I, I mean, even better, put on some augmented reality glasses go the fuck outside and use a real bow how about that well i i feel i, I do feel like okay so there's a, a couple people in chat uh they say that you don't have to use it if you don't want to game fire says adapter triggers are a gimmick i tried to use it and i was afraid to break it dupla said PlayStation five and the haptic is just feels like a gimmick uh some people say i, I like it but you know i i don't want to i don't want to use there's it always or, something man. So i don't care I, I get it like it, i said this is why compared to salt and pepper in a restaurant it's there does my does my controller last more than a year no well, that's another does, thing, does, right? Does, does the controller with the haptic feedback, does it last longer than a year? Because well, if it doesn't, I'll stick with my regular that's, controller. That's another I'm thing, good. though, right? Like, more things to break, right? So, for instance, I we just got a brand new car, right? We just got a brand new car and the... the it's a brand new car! The center console, right? When I first got the car, I turned the radio on. I go, does it feel a little soft to you? I was looking at the, the, the fader and stuff. And I was like, everything's fine. And then the, the screen started flashing, right? And... The old radios back in the day, they didn't flash. They didn't do anything. You just hit play and, and it played, right? You, you, you turn the dial, you turn the dial. Now with all this electronics, you have this stuff and you're like, is this is this worth it? Like, sure, it's nice and, and all, but do you use it? And I, I feel like a lot more things could happen and break where if you have this haptic feedback, I think it's cool. I think it is a gimmick, but at the same time, it there's games that it would be amazing remember that what what was that game that we had what was it was it dead rising they had it on the switch no the switch nintendo i forget what it was but the two screens and you had your inventory screen up on the top and you had the game at the bottom and you had to like touch the top to the do DS, your inventory yes i think it was a 3ds or something like that and i was just like does that really feel like it's going to be good it was terrible it was terrible right so I don't know. I feel like what about the what about the Game Boy enlarging screen glass? Oh, yeah, the glass that uh -huh. enhanced the also screen. known as a magnification yeah. glass. As, as a magnifying glass, yeah. Let's charge you forty dollars for the magnifying glass. What yes. about the Game Boy Light, bro? <laughs> what about the light? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, here the the half pull would be good for shooters and and. The pro, the pro sticks are like that, right? So there's no haptic feedback, but if you have the triggers underneath, 
they fire faster. You don't need a half pull. It's just a, you just tap it and then and it's faster. First right? of all, let's let's not mix words here. If I pull the trigger back halfway, it fires. It it's the controller's not set up to where I have to jam it to the back of its fully extended moment before it fires the gun. It just right. doesn't. It, it, it's just... all the haptic does is put is put the stopping point halfway up so you don't got to pull it. Because listen, uh, here's the example. Remember when we used to work at the go kart track, right? Yeah. Right? No, I remember that it's, every day. It's, it's 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 involuntary actions that you don't recognize, right? We gave everybody on the go kart track a dumb dumb lollipop, right? <laughs> we gave everybody on the ride. This, this is a true right? story. It was Christmas, it was Christmas time. We gave everybody in the go kart track a dumb dumb lollipop only when they got in the cars, not when they were in line. They got in the car. Yeah. We, we them said out in the cars. we said on the loudspeaker. We said to them. I said, whoever comes back into the pit when the ride is over and you still have a dumb, dumb lollipop, you get a free ride, right? So how many people do you think got a free ride? Come on, chat. Your guess. How many people think you got a free ride after the ride was over? Hmm. I, I'll wait. I'm going to give him a little time. <laughs> yeah, this is true. We used to do some weird shit. That's true. The, at the... <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Comic, comic says seven. Yeah. Well, the answer is the answer is one, because everybody else while racing is chewing on that lollipop in their mouth because they're trying to wreck it to somebody, pass somebody, racing as fast as they can. Right, Smash. Nine of times it was zero. Why? Because you're not thinking about it. Same thing with the trigger. You're not thinking about how far you pull the trigger back. I just pull the trigger back. And when you're in the heat of combat in the moment, someone's after you, and you're pulling the trigger. Of course, you're pulling the trigger all the way back because right. you allow it. You allow me to pull the trigger all the way back. But if you put something in the way and I only pull it back halfway and it still fires, it's the same fucking thing. It's the same. It's the same. Between this and this, is it me owning you? Okay, this and this is not me owning you. I'm sorry. <laughs> the, the vibration, though, but that, but the Krebsy, you're saying that haptic feedback. I understand it's the vibration, right? Controllers have been shaking for a decade, right? Like my batteries die. I shut that mean, shit off for most a, of the time. Right. You mean the battery killer? Right. I either, the, the, I either, I either shut off the 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 thing, or I would give it to my my wife or girlfriend. Put here, put that in your lap while I'm playing, right? Because that's what it is. The vibration just keeps going and going, right? There's no, there's no actual, like. It doesn't really feel like something's happening. Like, yeah. uh, if you believe the, if you believe that that noise plus the happy feedback is like firing a real gun, then you've never gone to the gun range. Right. Right. Okay. Then you've never gone to a gun range. I, I, I feel like I feel like this is just like a, a, a type of it, gimmick. But look, listen, I get it, man. It's a cool feature for some people. Sure. I get it. Sure. I'm not pulling the trigger all the way back. I'm saving point oh one seconds. I'm, I'm gonna own. I'm, you. I'm gonna look. I get it. I'm, next, I the get next it. first person shooter game I play. I'm gonna see how far I pull the trigger back before it shoots. I'm, I'm gonna say. And I'm telling you, you don't pay attention. I know, I mean, but I am. I'm gonna pay attention to see how far back it goes. Yeah. Triggers are part of the haptic feedback uh, suite. Haptic is the use of the touch as form of the communication. Got it. Hey, how about this? How about you don't put a spring in there at all? How about you just put a light sensor in front of the trigger and I just do this? Well, and right, I'm firing. Well, then it, you would have, ah, you would have to know where the when it goes ah. back, where the light sensor is to to break ah. it, break the plane. Yeah, right? you, you just yeah. do this. I would just do this. Yeah, I don't, I don't got to pull my finger out. I'd save my finger. Yeah. all I got to do is this. <laughs> That's it. You just, I'm blowing everyone away. You just, you just block it right in front of the light. Right? Yeah. 
You can set it's up something like that. Yeah. It's basically like a remote control on your television that's always on, and when you block the signal, it registers. Right. It's the same shit. Right. Uh, Mark Rober, he's a he's a uh, engineer. Used to work for NASA. He's got a, a YouTube channel. He actually made a thing. You know the, the you know that um the punching machine at the arcade. He yeah. came up with something. He's like, he's like, oh yeah, this is how you do the fastest thing. He actually just made a card and he put it up into the thing and and then removed it and it breaks the light and then stops it and then it gives you the ninety nine, you know, nine 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 because it's just of breaking course. the sensor, right? It's yeah. how fast instead, instead of you, so you breaking your wrist, right? So or hitting you're, it wrong, you're punching the bag yeah. and when the bag, how fast it's moving up in there, that's when it breaks the light, right? Yep. And then breaks the plane and that's how it gives you the score, knowing how fast yep. you did. So he just 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 clipped, clipped it with his hand or with yeah, a, it's the glitter bomb guy. Yeah, yeah, George, the, the that's him. Guy. Yeah, yeah. So my, my, my son likes watching like, him. He's like future tech Jesus. He, he's I like, think he's awesome. Yeah, he's 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 Mister Wizard, but an engineer instead of you know science. So he's 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 a fun guy to watch. All right, so the next story, next story, Sarge. I like, I like his squirrel city in his backyard. I like that one. Well, the, did you watch two There's yep. two point and then there's three with the Olympics. Yep, yeah. I watched it all. I've watched it all. So Diablo Four lead doesn't want players to feel. Like they can pay to win. Oh, feel. I don't want to feel. Yeah. Uh, feel. Yeah. Dur during his stream, the trio discussed Diablo 4 Battle Pass around 39.15 mark in the video below, as well as, as the game upcoming seasons. Now, really, really important to us that they balance the, the things they, they define the Battle Pass. Said, the way that we can comp uh, compelling, but still very fair. We don't want to have a situation where players can feel like they can pay to win. So, to make it clear, the distinction between the Battle Pass and Diablo 4 seasons. They explain that the seasonal journey is still in Diablo 4 in the way excuse me, that you found in Diablo 3. The chapter-based mechanics will offer players various ob uh, objectives as a progress through the seasons and will allow them to earn in-game rewards and their characters. All the seasonal content is completely free. It's not attached to a battle pass itself, uh, they said. And they said, uh, in the effort to clear up the confusion, uh, Shelly explained that Diablo 4 launches on June 6, 2023 and will not start immediately with Season 1. Season 1 will arrive weeks after the launch of the game, and when the Season 1 starts, everyone will be starting the same time. Everyone that will have have been playing the field. Now, developers said that the competitive features of Diablo 4, e.g. the leaderboards, are apparently going to show up in Seasons, so those of you that pay for early access won't have to worry about any unfairness. Now, our big Season updates are completely free. They're also filled with new progression mechanics, new monsters, new fight challenges, new quests, and content to go to consume. Uh, they also have a lot to look forward to in all, and it comes with the uh, box price of the game you've already purchased. So you're not going to get any early access to anything like that. They're, they're, they're letting everyone play on the same playing field, and when the season starts, then everyone starts at the exact same time. So there is no pay-to-win sure. uh, type of stuff there. So that's but, but that doesn't make me feel any less that you're trying to get one over on me. That makes you feel better, Sarge. Uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't make me feel any better <laughs> because I, I know the game now, like not, not, not the game the way it is, but the game of the devs. I know the game now. I'm, I don't, I don't feel that way ever. So they also uh, came out and said how much the price of the battle pass will be a few days after the unveiling of the release of the date of Diablo four blizzard revealed more information about the battle pass during a recent live stream community lead Adam, Adam Fetcher announced that Diablo four's battle pass will cost $10. Players will have about three months to unlock everything in the Battle Pass offers, which will be the length of each Diablo season. Diablo 4 will feature two Battle Passes, two Battle Passes, a free one for all players and paying option with more rewards to unlock. By completing the everyday challenges and killing monsters and completing quests, players will be able to unlock Battle Pass reward tiers and access new game elements or in-game elements. 
While Blizzard shared the price of the first Battle Pass Diablo 4, the company hasn't yet revealed if players will be able to use the in-game currency to purchase further versions of the Battle Pass and options other games offer. In addition to that, the new Battle Pass feature Diablo 4 brings many changes to the series. For the first time in the franchise history, Diablo 4 will feature a semi-open world with a large zones to explore and not restricted by the narrative progression of players. And The fourth main installment of Diablo 4 series will also introduce mounts to explore the world more freely. So that's the just the, the narrative of, you know, what the battle pass sure. costs, what what it is. And now they're also Sarge can go more in depth of this, right? So they are introducing a new um uh legendary aspects inside the game, right? This has never been before never done before in a Diablo game. So Sarge <clears throat> explain to us what the I'll, I'll put this guy's uh, footage in the background here as uh as as you explain it. I mean, I first of all, I, I thought it was done really well. The the whole game loop of diablo was the fact that as you play you figure out the strengths of your character and you realize what weapons works best with them so then by mid game you are hunting for those gear sets and weapons to stack on your the attributes that best work with your character and so maybe you find a really good axe because you're the barbarian and then maybe about 20 hours in you find two other axes one does more crit damage but one attacks faster with a with a with a higher base damage and then you're trying to figure out which one's better right depending on if you're doing your special ability or just attacking normally right so you're going through the motions of the game in this version what they're saying is is that when i find certain gear it's going to have a list of attributes on the gear that give me bonuses right and and the legendary version has what they are using in the vocabulary word of this game as the aspect attribute. And that aspect attribute is a bonus on top of the other four. And so what you're doing now is you're able to destroy the legendary, take that fifth aspect ability out, and put it in your pocket for later. Right, you can put it in the bank so, or whatever and save right. it. Yeah. So now when I find the axe that has a really good roll on it for my barbarian and it has the damage I like in the crit and the crit chance and the speed, then I can take that out of my pocket and put it on that weapon if I want right. to circumvent either a negative aspect of the weapon or to stack on the damage that's already there. And once I do that in this game now, it turns the rare weapon into a legendary weapon. Right. So, in the same way you play Division, where I'm allowed to extract an attribute out of a gear set and put it in another one that I like, same difference. Except now, I'm going through the game looking for axes that fit the criteria for me, and then I'm also farming legendaries that I don't give a shit about. Right. So I can pocket the abilities... So when I find a weapon that I'm looking for, whether here's the best part, whether it be for the character I'm playing right now or for a future character, if you happen to know about the characters and know about their abilities already, you know what to look for, and then you bank that one. The only thing I can see in, in this room of goodness, and it is good, right? I, I like the way this is turning out, is the fact that Unless I'm told by the developers 
that playing harder content gives me a better chance at a legendary drop. Right. If legendary drops are as rare as normal, like it was in the old game, which they were very rare. So now farming legendary items is the game, not going for the legendary weapon itself because you, you want to put your best attribute on the best rare weapon you found. Right, the rare weapons gonna, are actually going to be yeah, are going to be better yes. than the actual legendary weapons. I, I think I think this is a, it, it actually gives you more to grind for and you don't care so much about the weapons that you're blowing through. You're just like it's just another thing. It's just gold. To you it's just just gold, right? So the idea now is to find the four aspects or the four attributes on a weapon, excuse me, the, the I know the vocabulary is bad. There's attributes and there's the aspect. The aspect is the fifth attribute. They're just calling it aspect, right? Right. So I believe this is really good for the game because that guarantees longevity of play because you will now be trying to min-max a character by finding legendary weapons and breaking them down for the powers. And it's a one-time deal. It, and that's the, that's the difference, though. That's the big difference. Right. Well, in Division, in Division... I can, let's say for, I'm doing skill damage. If I max out skill damage in my bank, that means anytime I put skill damage on a, on a piece of gear, it does max skill damage, right? Right. In this game, I'm only breaking down the legendary weapon for this ability, right. not a statistic, an right. ability. ability. And once I put it on the weapon, that's it. It's used and it's gone. So you want to make sure that you're putting on a decent weapon. Now, if they say, if the developers say that the harder the content, the, 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 the drop chance might go up a little bit, then people will be farming legendary to put on the best weapon they can so they can do the harder content looking to farm more legendary gear. Well, I, I think there's going to be a movement here as far as like they're doing this and right now they're, they're going to try to figure out because as soon as the, the player base figures out what they get to end game. They figure out what <laughs> spot to farm legendaries or farm whatever. They'll they'll nerf something. That they're doing it right now in division. Right? Absolutely, they're doing it right now in division. So it's interesting though. I do like the system though. I do like the system where they add this, where you can add. So technically, the rares again are what you want. You want the yellows in this game because you can add that fifth aspect or the legendary aspect, and it becomes a legendary. When you add it to a rare, it becomes a legendary, and you can have a better role uh, on the rares. And then because. To try to find, because more rares are going to drop in the world than legendaries are going to drop in the world, right? So you're going to have a better chance of finding something that's rare. Um, now, I wonder, if you upgrade the, I what's the one before? Uh, would it be heroic? What, what's the, chat in Diablo, uh, what's the purple? Is the, is the purple, because there's legendary, rare, and I, I know it says magical staff, but what what is that? Uh, you're talking about you're talking about level difficulty. No, it no, is the, insane. The, like the purple, the the purple level. Like what's the what's the purple level? Like common, uncommon. You know what I mean? Rare. You know, rare is gold in this. It's it's a little different. So I don't know what the what the purple's called. I'm I'm assuming it's like common or uncommon or whatever. Uh, if you add that that aspect to a a purple, does it become does it become a legendary or a rare? You're talking about for Diablo three for Diablo four for Diablo four. No, it says that you're you're hunting rares 
And once you put the fifth aspect from a legendary piece, it turns into a legendary. Piece, yeah. It turns into a legendary. I, I want to know if the one below it turns into a rare if you add that legendary aspect uh, to it. I, I, I'm only, I would assume yes, just based on what that, that, that can be done. If it can, if, if rare can go to legendary, I wouldn't see the problem why something uh, normal wouldn't go to rare. It would make sense. But don't forget the, the ones that are lower don't have four attribute right. bonuses. Well, um, well, they only I'm, have maybe like one or two. Well, I'm looking at the one on the, on the screen right now. It only has one. It has a hit effect. And then, then when you go to rare, it's got three, and then it's got two empty empty sockets, right? And then if you have the legendary one, it's got four, and then it's got the aspect the legendary aspect ratio. On this particular one, it says knock down enemies, take 46% additional damage from your attacks, right? So there is, there is those type of things. I don't know. I like this. I really... Here it is. I'm more skeptical of Diablo 4 than I am of free-to-play Transformers Reactive, okay? Because the the time has told what, what Activision Blizzard does. We don't know what splash damage does, right? But we know the way the industry is going, right? I'm a little hesitant with Diablo 4, even though it, they're all hitting all the right right notes in my head, right? The open world, the, the, the bosses, the, the grind, the new seasons. All this stuff feels and sounds good. Now, will it work when it comes out? That's the that's the question, right? That's the question. And we've seen the price. We, we we've seen the recipe, right? We've seen like when, you know, they they screwed up Diablo two and Diablo three, and now Diablo Immortal, and now they had to fix it. When you time. say when you say to me they don't want players to feel like this pay to win, that's all I need to hear. That's all I need to hear. Right. Right. If you're concentrating on how I feel about. If I'm if I if it's pay to win or not, I already know what you're doing. Right. I already I already know what you're doing, and that's why it's delayed because they 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 already got all the they already got all the feedback from the mobile version, and they know exactly what not to do, but to do it in the back door anyway when they release the console version or the uh, the PC version. Right. It's the same. It'll be the same. Well, listen. Once again, I give everybody the same amount of rope enough to hang themselves. Right. 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 That's what I do. Here's the rope. Go ahead and make whatever game you want. We're going to see what it is. Let's see it. It's fine. Right? I'm not mad anymore. I just know the game. And I don't care. If you guys are, uh, if you guys have any questions to ask us, you can ask us with the tab, the Q&A question tab. Uh, we do have a segment at the end of the show. Any questions throughout the show you guys have, throw it in there, and we'll answer all your questions uh, at the end of the show. Yeah, but uh, not all, not, not not everybody smash, right? The only people feeling burned are the ones that didn't understand didn't understand Diablo to begin with. Like, what do you mean I have to give you a dollar every minute I play? What do you mean? Like those people are burned. Everybody else who's who's been playing Diablo since they were a teenager and now they have their bank job or their stock job and they're like, "This is awesome! I can do anything I want. I got the biggest guy on the first day! Woo!" Like that's all they're doing. They don't care. Those people don't care. That's. That they're they're going for the whales, kid. That's it. They don't care about little Timmy. They don't care about him, right? A matter of fact, I, I don't want to jump stories, but they don't care about little Timmy so bad. <laughs> they don't care about him so bad that they are they're okay completely paying a fine when you know you're raping people in the back end. It's oh, fine, are you, right? Are you it's fine. are you talking about Epic? Yeah, I'm talking about right, Epic. You want me to go to that one next? I'll go. I'll go to that. Yeah, one next. dude. Yeah, All go right, to so, Epic next. So. Epic uh, slammed with a half a billion dollar FTC fine in a landmark ruling over Fortnite's failure to protect children's privacy. 
All right, so let me read this just a little bit here. There are two two settlements. Epic will pay $275 million penalty for violating the COPA rule, the largest penalty ever uh, for violating the FTC rule. As part of the agreement, Epic will also adopt a strong privacy default setting for children and teens, meaning communication via voice and text will be turned off by default. Okay, the second part of Epic paying $245 million to re- refund consumers uh, affected by Fortnite's dark dark patterns and billing practices, which is the largest refund amount in FTC has ever obtained in video game history. Now, as, as our uh, complaints note, Epic used a privacy invasion default setting and disrespective interfaces that tri- tricked Fortnite users, including teenagers and children, and said the FTC chair, uh, uh, Lena M. Khan, protecting the public, and especially children, from our online privacy invasion of the dark patterns is also top priority for the com- uh, commission. These enforcement actions make it clear that businesses that the FTC is cracking down, this is unlawful practices. Uh, the FTC also had to file two separate complaints against Epic in federal court. First, allegedly, the Epic through Fortnite had to violate the COPA rule by collecting personal information from children under 13 who played Fortnite and children directed online services without notifying their parents or obtaining their parents' favorable con- consent. In further allegated violations against the FTC Act's prohib- uh, prohibition, uh, against the unfair practices by enabling real-time voice and text communication for children and teens by default. Now, the failure to notify the parents to obtain consent seems to be a real biggie here, with the FTC saying that the Epic knew a huge part of Fortnite's audience was children and didn't take it seriously enough. Uh, I'm obviously paraphrasing, he says. He also says that the Epic's required parents who request that the children's personal information be deleted, jump, unreasonable hoops, and sometimes fail to honor such requests which is exactly what kind of thing that it really sets off the regular alarm bells. The FTC also says that the default settings along the game's nature of of, uh, matching players with strangers led to children and teens being bullied, threatened, and harassed, and exposed to dangerous and psychological traumatizing issues such as suicide while uh, playing Fortnite. So all of this, Sarge, right? I I don't really need to read the rest. It's basically, so they paid for these accusations, accusations, Epic was like, yeah, okay, we'll pay, we'll pay five hundred and twenty million dollars, okay, and just for, to put, for, just, I was just gonna say, just to put it out there, in two thousand eighteen, they made, uh, I think it was like uh, fifteen point one billion or twelve point one billion, and then they made uh, nine billion and five billion. They've made about thirty billion dollars, billion with a B, okay, and they're being they're being sued, and Epic's like, well, we're okay with this. And we're going to be the forefront of, of being protective, right? They're, they want to be the goodwill now of after raping you for five years and, and invading stuff and doing all these things. They're like, oh, yeah, $520 million? Not a big deal. That's like a Saturday afternoon when a new skin drops in the, in the, in the store, right? Go ahead. Okay. If you throw... A half a if, billion. If you throw a half a billion dollars at a fine and you're okay with it before anyone tries to prove what you did, we already know you're guilty. Right. Okay. And so if you did something knowingly, maliciously for multiple years and then just using the power of the money that you have to push it away like it's no big deal, at that point, the fine doesn't mean anything anymore. A real fine would be 60 days you can't sell a thing and half the money you just made is now gone. That's a fine. Right. That's a fine because you maliciously did it. 
It's not because you accidentally did it. Oopsie. Like that's not an oopsie, bro. Right. It's not an oopsie. So the fact that you made that much money and now we're going to just throw money at the problem is the fucking problem. Well, well, here, here, here's the thing, right? 400 million people play Fortnite. 400 million people played Fortnite in the U S 53% of the people that play Fortnite. Okay. Out of that 400 million worldwide. Okay. Is people under the age of 13. No okay. shit. Now the game no is now, now the game is rated T for teens, right? But it's a free to play game, so most parents are like, hey, "Yeah, sure, go ahead and, and download yeah. it." Here's I even, another. Yeah, we'll we'll sacrifice thirty bucks a week for you to shut the hell up right. and leave me alone. Even though, even though Epic is taking advantage of the system because that's how the rules were laid out or whatnot, and they got away with it. Epic knows that, time. and Epic even said, "Well, we're not we're not the only ones doing it." They threw other people underneath the bus, right? Because that's what you do, right? When right. you make thirty nine billion dollars, well, that's what you do. Right. You throw if, everybody if, if under the bus. You're gonna sue us. You got to sue the other people as well, right? Well, I, they haven't proven those people yet. Right. Proven so only you. I feel though that parents also need to take responsibility. We had a conversation earlier this week in the show, and I, I think it's more lays on the parents. Like I have an eight year old. Every time he downloads anything, anytime he wants to play anything, he's got restrict. I mean, strict on there. Like he's allowed to play games. But if he You're plays a gamer, I understand that. But that's my You're point. You're a gamer. That's my point, though. A lot of parents are not gamers, and they also are not parents. And they just kind of, yeah, Timmy, go away. Yes, Cindy. 30 uh-huh. bucks a week yeah. for you to leave me alone. And then when they see what happens, they don't want to take responsibility. So they see their credit card after they gave Timmy or Cindy a, a, a you know, permission to use their credit card. But they don't know because the kids don't know. And they're like, hey, I'll buy I'll buy a thing. Epic was doing this, Sarge, where the, where the game went to sleep. Okay, to not get out of sleep, what what button do you press? The green one? Right. You just press like a. the A button, right? Well, they changed it to the A button. So when people got out of sleep, they would hit A and it would purchase stuff instantaneously because they make it easy for the for the consumer. One click purchase type of thing, right? So there's there's things that you need to look at where all of a sudden my son comes up to me and goes, hey, dad, look at this. I can get this. I really like this. I go, you have to buy that. He's like, oh, right. And then even if he by accident hits something, it notifies my phone and says, your son, whatever, you know, it says his name is trying to access. Do you do you give permission? No, no, I don't give permission. Right. Because he has to check in with me because if, if it's by accident, cool, no big deal. But if yes, it's on purpose, yes. him, I have a him buying something is accidental. Them putting it in the game for you to do that with Correct. is not accidental. It's malicious intent. Oh, absolutely. Uh, no, no. How was this a how was this a conversation? You threw $512 million as an I'm sorry immediately before you even prove it in a court of law that you did it or not. You just threw money at the fine. But this is it's clear as day. But this is what I'm saying. The, Epic is just taking advantage of what the system is. And the system is the parents are not being parents. They're not looking at accessing or putting strict putting privacy things uh, to stop their kids from doing it. They're just like, yeah, yeah, get out of my head. Get out of my face. I got, I got, I'm busy doing something. And they, they're not a parent for just, it takes literally minutes to set these things up. Right. But people don't want to be bothered with it. Yeah. And, 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 and by that token, you're taking advantage of the consumer. Sure. Especially, sure. especially a consumer that does not know what they are doing. Right. So $512 million, $512 million. Right is nothing 20 60 days 60 days you're not allowed to sell a goddamn thing and half the money you made is now ours i, I think that's a fucking fine right well if they did that that's a fine i guarantee you epic wouldn't do it again 
You know that, what I mean? That's right. Yeah. That's how a fine is supposed to work. <laughs> yeah. A fine is not supposed to be fine. Here, take my money. Right. I'm going to do something else now. That's not what fine is supposed to be. Right. Fine is, oh, shit, we almost went bankrupt. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. So, fuck out and, and here's shit, the best man. part. Remember that other lawsuit they did where they paid people back at the class action lawsuit in V-Bucks? I, I, I'll laugh my ass off if they pay people back in their V-Bucks and they have just absolutely bro in-game currency because that would yeah. just... <laughs> it's just like any other business they can't give back the money they can only give you back the ability to buy more stuff later right because uh, because giving back money that we've already taken is, is is a red line in the in the ledger we can't have that right so if i give you v bucks that just means eventually the money that you gave to us i'm gonna get back anyway that sounds fair right it's all about the consumer right 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 next next story uh microsoft files a patent <clears throat> Excuse me. Microsoft files a patent for displaying personal ads in games. Microsoft wants to offer gamers immersive, personalized content as they play. Uh, so the patent was first spotted by Game Usual as titled "Providing Personal Content for uh, Ultra Trustive Online Gaming Experience." Unitrustive uh, is described a system where ads can be served to the cloud-based streaming or internet-connected games. But those ads are personalized for each player. The diagram included with the patent shows personalized ads being applied to billboards in driving games or hoarding behind, uh, yeah, hoarding behind a goal in a soccer game uh, or branding an outfit in sports games. The ads would be uh, served in real time, appearing at location deemed constantly visible and based on who's playing, which can be determined by checking the account you used to access in the game. So... Although the patent states it would also be uh, a system where serving ads would be in inevitably lead to development developers being asked to ensure minimum number of locations where ads can be placed and easily seen. Environmental designs will be impacted and also could see ads appearing on objects players regulatory interact with much more often. I, I, I don't know, Sarge, if I'm playing, I don't know if. Obviously, a lot of this advertisement like this would just go in the background. Like, if you play a Grand Theft Auto and you're driving by a billboard and you see the billboard is making fun of, like, Burger King, right? You notice it because it's it's a it's a parody of the actual thing, right? And you're like, oh, that's funny. They're making fun of a game. But now there'll be actual – I mean, this is not the first time. There'll be actual ads in the game. But if I log in, it's going to have a different ad – Bahama billboard as I'm driving through Forza Horizon where my son's playing the game. It might have a, a cartoon advertisement on the thing, but when I play, it might have a clothing advertisement. What do you, what do you think of this? Do you think this is uh, going too far here? I mean, I you're, you're I, paying $70 for the game and now there's going to be I advertisements in the game as well. Yeah. I, I don't want games to be like everything else, period. Right. You're already advertising to me. You're advertising on television to me for me to buy the game right next to a commercial that tells me to, to go get Burger King. I don't need to buy the game. And then in the game, there's a Burger King commercial. Right. 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 During the during me watching television, I'm watching commercials along with your game commercial. Right. That's the commercial. I have now bought the product. The product is now mine. I'm playing your game. I'm not being advertised to. Oh, so so I guess the $70 on top of all digital games and now charging advertisers for the money to be in the game. Is not enough, right? We're not making enough money in a game, right, bro? Right. Well, right, right, because you're right. only you're how only many, paying ten to fifteen guys, dollars for right. the for the so, game pass, right? So, so how many? So, what's what's my charge for? Let's just say, let's say it's like a, a, a Lego commercial, right? And it's it's a it's not in a Lego game. It's in a kids game though, like Yoshi's Castle or whatever. Name some kind of kids game. So let me ask you a question. So if Yoshi's Castle sells Minecraft, sixty if, if, if 
okay, so if Minecraft sells six million copies, right? Do I get to base my do I get to base the the charge to the advertiser based on how many people bought the game? Yeah, because that's how many people are guaranteed going to watch the thing. Yeah, watch, watch the commercial, yeah, right? Absolutely. So at that point, so at that point, what the fuck am I buying the game for then? Why don't you just give me the game for free then? Cool. Right? Cool. Yeah, exactly. That's why Game exactly. Pass is such a good, good, good price, Sarge, right? K M A. I don't even want to hear it, bro. I don't even want to hear it. Here's K-M-A. the next story. K-M-A. This com- this goes into the next story, Sarge. The next story is Microsoft could introduce a cheaper ad support game pass tier survey suggests. Now, obviously, if the patent goes through, Sarge, and not only are you not a lower tier uh, Game Pass member. You're an Ultimate Game Pass member. You're paying the $15 a month. But now the patent, let's say, goes through. So now in your games, in Microsoft first-party title games, you will get ads in your game, regardless if you're playing top tier or not. But if you're paying the lower tier, you get ads in Game Pass. Okay, so the way this is going to work, it says the survey which appeared in Reset Era spotted by Windows Central appears to ask whether players would be willing to pay lower amounts then they started a game, uh, Xbox Game Pass monthly fee in exchange for some limitations on the subscription. One option would see players pay a lower fee but have access to first-party Xbox titles on a delay, which would be uh, as much as six months to reduce the tier and would also see integrated ads as part of the service. However, it's not clear how these, would ad- these ads would manifest. It's nonsensical. Yeah. It's nonsensical to even come out with a tier like that. Think about what you just said. Right. I'm, for three dollars. First of all, if I can't afford ten dollars a month, get the hell out of here. We're not, we're not even talking to you anymore. You shouldn't even have a game system in your house. All right. But so three dollars gets you commercials. And I, and I can't play the game day one. I have to wait six months. So now what? I'm on PlayStation. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, what kind of it, that is a nonsensical pay level it's nonsensical it says while the survey is not indicated as something guaranteed to happen it does suggest that microsoft is looking for ways to expand the game pass subscriber base which xbox phil spencer admitted this slowed down on the console despite the strong pc adoption now january 2022 game pass had over 25 million subscribers according to microsoft the company recently claimed as part of the uk investigation into the proposed activision acquisition so uh installed base of 63 million consoles so Basically, they have one third of the of the population uh, of the sixty three million consoles. They have twenty five million that have a game pass. So they're they're trying to get this in there, Sarge. Now, again, with the advertisements that they want to put in the games themselves, and then a you're paying a lower tier to get uh, ads and get six months. Like the whole point of Game Pass at ten dollars, ten dollars, ten dollars. By the way, ten dollars a month. Right? If you can't afford one hour of like you went to work, you got paid ten bucks an hour. You took that one hour of work and just threw it at your Game Pass per month. If you can't afford that, you probably shouldn't be like like Sarge said. You probably shouldn't be playing video games uh, or owning a console, right? Because that that's ridiculous. So now they're gonna now they're gonna say how much Sarge? I don't think they're gonna lower the price to three dollars. I don't think so. I think they're gonna make the ten dollar value into the ad one because they want people to get the $15 one or the $20 one whenever they raise the price, right? There's no way they're going to go down. There's no way they're going down. $10 is the minimum, and that's where the ads will come in. Mark my words, right? All right, Krebsy. I'm just waiting for the dollar. I'm just waiting for the dollar. Sign up for three months one. That's it. You aren't staying after that dollar runs out. You need to give a a cheaper tier to keep people in the funnel. Sure, I guess, but... uh, if they're going to get you one way or the other, right? The The reason the patents filed about putting ads in the games is because they're not making the money off of you. 
right? Majority of the player base is paying 10 bucks a month and they're giving you a hundred games and you're playing those games, beating those games and putting it down. The, the advertisement of the $1 a month for three months, whatever the hell it is, people are playing all those games and then putting it down and then never coming back to play the $10. So they're like, well, how do we do this? They're trying to sell. You are the customer. You are not the customer. You are the data, right? They're trying to sell you as the data to the advertisers. They're going to, someone pays. Hey, There's no such thing as product. a free, right? There's no right. such you're thing as product. a free lunch, right? So the game pass model now could turn into a big, like a, like a, what was that movie with Sylvester Stallone and um, Demolition Man where the fucking advertisements everywhere, right? The Taco Bell and just – that's what it is. There's going to be advertisements everywhere while you're playing video games now. So now you're slitting someone's throat in Assassin's Creed, and in the background you see like – That assassination brought to you by the Ginzu knife. <laughs> yeah, across the knife you'll see like 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 McDonald's.com or something like that, right? Like that's what it's going to be. It's going to be like when you're playing the boxing game, you're going to see like golden whatever website on the guy's back and they paid actual money to be inside that game. And if you play the game, Sarge is going to have a different advertisement there, right? It's, it's getting ridiculous. It's getting ridiculous. But Xbox is like, well, we're making our own area and we get to control what it is. And like you said, Sarge, if they have 300 million people playing Minecraft and someone's like, Oh, you're a toy maker. Uh, what what kind of toy? Uh, where would you like to advertise? Would you like to advertise that we have Minecraft that has uh? Right. It becomes a pl- it be- it becomes a platform. It's right. not a video game. Right. It becomes Fortnite because that's where Fortnite and Epic are going, right? Hence why the concerts are there. Hence why all this other stuff is there. Hence why you have every single IP known to man in Fortnite because that's the brand. The brand is Marvel, DC. All of them are putting their their thing, and you're paying money for those skins. So they're they're marketing you like a toy company, like a toy, like you're buying and collecting the skins, sort of like. And let's move on to the next topic of Transformers, Sarge. Transformers reactivate. Okay, a bunch of leaks came out. This, this is a good segue because like Fortnite, they're charging you for skins. Like Warframe, they're charging you for Warframes. And now we have we have uh, Transformers reactivate, right? So I made a video. You guys can go check it out on 30NSG. It'll be playing in the background here. Lots of different slides came out, Sarge. Uh, I know you were here this morning. What did you think? Or what do you think about the Transformers reactivate as far as you got to collect them all, Sarge? You got to collect all the Transformers. Uh, it, it, this is my kryptonite. I, I might spend. I, I'm not saying I'm going to, but I might spend on microtransactions for the first time in my life with these characters. So wh- what do you think of, of what you saw with the leaked photos and whatnot? I'll tell you what I think about it. <laughs> I think the art, I think the art's amazing. I'm hoping that the they still have some of the artists that are still working on the project because that you said the two different teams were working on it. So I'm afraid it's going to be a mismatch and that's what I'm a little scared of. That's the only thing I'm really scared about right now is the guys who started it are not the same guys who finished it. No. No, the certain right. infinity had it for since we know as early as 2017, and they got rid of it in 2020. So they were working on it for three, maybe four years uh, because the, the screenshots we're looking at are from 2018, 2019. Yeah, I, I, I'm a little concerned. That's my biggest concern is the fact that that the same team is not finishing it out. I think that the premise looks good. I think the art looks good. All right, from what I see, right, I know there's a mismatch there of like what the abilities are, what your guy looks like, that kind of thing, like... How many attributes there are? I saw one of them had six. The other one yeah, they were five. all placeholders. It was early like, on I, in, the, in, the, in the... 
yeah the i get that they're i i can understand that they're placeholders but when you try to just put placeholders in there and you're trying to overcomplicate something that's supposed to be what it's supposed to be a transformers looter okay then i need to understand what is actually happening right i am not going to get lost in my nostalgia because i love transformers so much that i'm going to forget every other game that tried to do the same thing that they they're do doing it. right right especially especially since the team that started it is not the team that's finishing it right especially because of that until i see gameplay and somebody playing it and explaining to me what the hell is going on i i'm not falling head over heels right excited yes ambitious hell yes okay but i'm not going to just give into it right there's there's too much at stake for this game to succeed it's been delayed put on the back burner someone had to probably take out a loan to pick it up because it was just sitting there dying it was it was because, over budget and, right? and yeah right right and i'm sure in the in the in the time that they wanted to come out i can guarantee you what games were already coming out and not doing well and that's why they didn't come out so hasbro is 100 involved with this and hasbro uh, in their statement this past year said that they want to make in the next three years they want to make 50 percent of their market uh from their ips right and which is the peppa pig Transformers, GI Joe, Dungeons you know, and Dragons. You know Hasbro's in trouble, right? Like you know yeah, they're in trouble, yeah, right? Yeah, no, they, that's why they're trying to. This is why they they held them back. They're trying to launch and they're trying to do it all at the same time. This is why they waited for Transformers: Rise of the Beast movie to come out. Yeah, you wanted to get a little hype for Transformers. Yeah. I get it, but yeah, if the game's not doing. good, just like the movie's so, not good, it won't matter. So in the past, Hasbro would license out their name for these IPs. Now Hasbro is involved with this right so they're 100 involved with the making of this and, and that's why i think the difference is this is why i think this is coming out regardless if it's good or not right a lot of people think that it's going to suck and it might this game is coming out if it's ready or not if it's done or not again live service free to play right so they're going to put this out in the market because hasbro needs this seed now Someone said to me that there is a G.I. Joe game coming out as well. Now, I don't know anything about it. All I know is there's a G.I. Joe game coming out. So G.I. Joe is going to get launched. Now, we do know about the shitty G.I. Joe Overwatch they, they came out with uh, about a year and a half ago, which bombed, right? Cool concept. Just basically just did it for the, for the IP, threw it out there. And then same with the Transformers Battlegrounds. It was just not very good, and they put it out there. This is... This is the first Transformers game since Fall of Cybertron, since War of Cybertron. Those games, we're talking 12 years, 13 years, since the last good Transformers game that wasn't a mobile game come out. Yeah, Sarge, go ahead. Do you know how you get enough money together in order for you to attempt to make a G.I. Joe game? I, I, I don't understand the question. Do you know how a game company can gather a lot of money right away in order to, to gamble on trying to make a really good G.I. Joe game? I mean, you find investors that, that are fans of the actual game. No, you don't have to do that at all. What you have to do is just make Battlefield oh, G.I. Joe. Joe. Yeah, I've, I've... You make Battlefield G.I. Joe with all the G.I. Joe vehicles, period. Everything in, everything in Battlefield is now G.I. Joe with the actual characters in G.I. Joe, and you'll make a killing on that game, and then you can make whatever G.I. Joe game you want over here on the side. You don't yeah. have to ask anybody for a dime. I think they might make a G.I. Joe game more like Apex Legends. Than, no, you'd be than... wasting your time. If you don't think, listen, if Hasbro does not see 
G.I. Joe as a battlefield oh, game. I agree with you. There is something completely wrong with you people in the suit world. You guys have no idea how to market, right? You have the perfect, perfect catapult I, here waiting for you. I should I should take a screenshot of the battlefield and then just take the G.I. Joes and put them in the in the profile where the the specialists are. And and make a make us a, a profile that and say and then pitch that to Hasbro. That's what I should do, right? Because bat- DLCs you could put down. Yeah, Battlefield right? Battlefront type of game for GI Joe is a must. Cobra versus GI Joe, you could go wherever you want and do whatever you want. You wouldn't have to worry about stepping on anyone's toes for terrorists or anything like that. Right. They're all made up characters. Right. Zero concern. Right. You could take it wherever what whatever year you want. You could be futuristic or, or past or whatever. You could do right. what, whatever you wouldn't want. Wouldn't matter. Right. right. You matter. can make cool cosmetics. You can sell the cosmetics. You can do all those things, right? And it's G.I. Yep. Joe. Yeah. Right. I, I get to I get to fly that Tomcat and I get to land on the flag. Are you shitting me and right then, now? And then when they run across the field in the very start, it just as you run, it says, yo Joe. And then yeah. they start charging. You start the match. Yeah. When you start to match, everyone starts running. Yeah. That's exactly what would happen. Yeah. Right. You're telling me you can't sell that Hasbro? And you, that's it, why Haslabs blows. That's why Hasbro can't make a good yeah. toy. That everybody there needs to go away. They you have no idea how to right. run a toy. Company. If nobody, if if zero if, idea G.I. Joe comes out. And it's not a Battlefield or Battlefront clone. Whoever was in that studio, you should fire them ASAP if that wasn't brought up in the whiteboard meeting. Okay? Uh, all, that's all I'm saying. As far as Transformers... You know, the, sheer, the sheer number of vehicles and maps that you could put in there. The entire... One whole... one whole. Okay. Do you remember what they did in Battlefield 1 when they did the story plots? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? And, and, and you kind of followed the story through the guy. That was cool, right? Yeah. Okay. So same thing. Yep. G.I. Joe version. And what's the story about? Oh, we're going for the mass device. Oh, we're going for the we're going for the actual hidden right. hidden elements around the world, and we have to fight each other to get the elements. And then whoever gets all the elements gets to make the device and nuke the other guy. Oh, real hard. It's real hard to sell this. Right. Real hard. I, I would also like to see even with Transformers with Decepticons and Autobots. I would love to see. It, obviously, there's a single player aspect campaign. I would like to see two versions. I know as a game developer, it's probably super hard because you're making two games instead of one. Yeah, but, but you, to, you only have to make one version to sell it. Right. Make the other but version I, a DLC. But I would love to see, like, from the from the good point of view and then play the campaign again through the bad point of view. And it's, like, completely different missions, but now the bad guys are the good guys. You know what I mean? And the good guys are the bad guys and no, stuff like no, that. No, no, no. No, you don't say the good guys are the bad guys are the good guys. You say the bad guys are now the protagonists. That's oh, how you say it. Whatever. You, you know, the bad guys are never the good guys. Right, Megatron's never good. Well, I was okay. obviously, but if you're the bad guy, you don't think you're bad. That's correct. But I don't consider myself good. No, no, but you think you're doing it for a higher purpose, right? And that's, that's why. Correct. Yeah. So, but uh, as far as Transformers goes, the style, I was I was correct by this. The last week when we talked about the stylistic of of them, and I said I've seen screenshots of the of the cutscenes and they look more generation one, where these guys look like they're they're bodybuilders. They look more like Michael Bay-ish mixed with G1 type of thing, which they look great. I have to say they do look good. But the game coming out is gonna have more box not boxier, but you know, more more of the generation one feel to the robots. As far as what you've seen here with the robots. Do you like the design of them? Do you think that the designs of the robots look good? As I said, the the artist did a great job. I'm just concerned that the guys who started are not the guys who finished. I think the drawings that they have of the Decepticons and the Autobots look really good. 
they're done a little bit more futuristic. They're not quite Michael Bayish, as you said, the the vocabulary that you're using. But they're, they they can't be straight up G one and look cool that you want to play with them. No. Even though, right. even though I'll disagree with my own statement there because I thought Devastation did a great job. Devastation, that fighting game, I thought was amazing, and everybody in there is G one, right? So, but as far as a long play grinder, right? The only way you sell good cosmetics and that kind of thing, since it's going to be a free to play game. Is you gotta have good, cool looking robots to begin with. Right. That's the only way it works. You, it's the only way it works. Now, you can't I, have the original G1. When you played Warframe, did you go, did you grind for the Warframe, all the Warframes, or did you barely play it? In? I had three at the at the height of me playing, I think I had three Warframes. Okay, so let, let's put it in perspective here. If if you played Warframe, and I know you liked Warframe, you thought it was very, very good. Just as well. But we were mostly in Destiny more than Warframe. That's correct. Right. So if this is the exact same game as Warframe or Division, okay, even Destiny, if it's the, the exact clone, they don't change a goddamn thing with this game as Warframe or as Destiny or as Division, do you find yourself more intrigued by this game or do you think it's just going to be that same, like, I don't want to play it because it's the mundane type of thing? It's the same thing. Every game gets mundane to a certain person at a certain time. The idea is to keep the 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 complexity of the game and the variety game almost kind of in a symbiotic relationship. If the game's a little bit more complicated, there's a little less to collect. When the game's less complicated, there's more to collect. Like there's like a there's a there's a relationship there. I don't think that if it was exactly done like Warframe I don't think me personally, I would get bored of it early because for me, the IP itself is what keeps me in. And I want to see what the, each of the guys do. I want to see what the next missions are going to be, if they're going to do a DLC. And if, if, if that's the case, I fall almost into the same thing as like a destiny where I want to see what happens next. Right. And I'd be collecting all the Decepticon guys first. That's, that's what I would do, right? But if it's just repetitive for the sake of repetitive and you're just trying to sell me skins, that's going to be discovered immediately. Right. Like in the first week, immediately you will know this, right? And if that's the way the game is, I will be sad. Right. I will be very sad because if you did, if you did half of what Destiny did, and you did half of what Division did, and you sprinkled in some Warframe, it could be a glorious Transformer game. Yeah, that's my biggest thing. I hope they learn but if from... A, but, if, but if it's Hasbro's involved, all I hear for Hasbro ching, being ching, involved ching, is ching. cash grab. That's all I hear. <laughs> yeah. That's all I, I... I know, I'm not trying to be negative. No, I know. But I it's, know. Ha, it's Haslab. Yeah. It's Hasbro. Okay, right? so... They don't, they don't care. My next question for you is, earlier today, when I was talking about this, going over the, over the thing, you said that you want them to innovate. You want them to to change stuff. Now that you can speak yeah. to me instead of typing, what do you yeah. what do you what do you mean? Like, how do you change it where it's different every single time? Like, like okay. it, it brings well, you in. But but you, you you label it as different every single time. Well, no, what that's I'm why talking, I, that's why I'm letting you talk. I'm, what I'm talking about innovating is about that. If you're making the same type of genre and it's a looter shooter, right? Okay, well, let's just stick with that person. That let's just stick with that that alone. It's a looter shooter. So I'm killing guys hoping to get gear that makes me get better so I can kill better guys, right? 
Right. So now if you're doing a single player version inside this game where I'm going on missions and there's an ending and after the ending, then I go to end game, like that kind of thing. If we're going to follow that kind of flow chart, then what I mean by, by variation and innovation is the fact that if let's just say the first boss that I fight as an Autobot happens to be Soundwave, okay. the first name guy I fight is Soundwave. And so he's going to launch out all the cassettes and I'm going to have to fight him. Right. So now in the beginnings of the game, I don't know how to play it real well. I'm still learning the moves. I'm still learning the abilities and the weapons. And somehow by like level 10 in the game, I'm fighting this guy. Right. Soundwave has got an AI. He's programmed to do what he's programmed to do. He's got a stun move. He dodges. He's got a a a a, a, a few other special moves that that can crit you. And right. his other guys are are meant to be there to delay you for him to get off his super abilities. Right. Yeah. So as you play the game, it's a tough battle when you first fight him. Oh, awesome! I defeated Soundwave. Then later on during the game. When you run into him again, when you're level 20 or 30 or 40, right? The way you beat him the first time is not going to be the way you beat him the second time, what? right? Okay. He, he, he acts different. The guys have abilities now. His minions do different things. So now your tactic has to change. That's all I mean. It's not pre-programmed. Oh, okay. ABC is what, what he does. And that's all he does. Well, that's that's happened right? in games before. So, right? okay. Absolutely. So my, my point is, though, like I thought earlier today when you were saying i was like you're asking for something that's already been done right and, and it is because in gotham knights mr freeze the first time you fight him is different than the second time you fight him right it's a completely Good. different mechanic and and, and what yes. completely separate boss yes. fight but it's it's definitely different mechanics i was just talking about uh high on life right high on life some of the boss fights in that game there's Great these game. there's these three have you played it yet you haven't played it yet uh, I, I don't need to play it to know it's a good game. There's there's three separate bosses that you're fighting each individual, and then there's they all come together and add and they they get on top of each other, they stack on top of each other, and they're each doing their particular move that they did against you separately. So now it changes up the uh, the gameplay, and I was like, oh, this is cool. Now what I thought you meant was like, oh, we'll come up with something brand new that we've never seen before, and I'm like, well. We've seen everything before. It's just disguised differently, right? Like it's just disguised differently, especially, sure. especially since we've been playing video games since 1980 or 79. Do you know what I mean? Like we've seen the the progression of video games up to this point when they introduced boss Not fights. Not everybody else has. Yeah, correct, correct. So when you see a boss fight and you're like, oh, well, this is kind of mundane and boring. I'm like, well, we've seen it before. It's just did they disguise it better and did they make it a better feel? To, to do this, where my son, who's never played a game like this, would play it and go, wow, that's a really hard boss battle because he hasn't seen it. But if he beats it one time, then you start knowing what the the uh, the chinks of the armor are, right? So you look at it and go, okay, during the first phase, he does a ground pound. I have to dodge the ground pound. During the second phase, he does a roll, right? So I got to dodge the roll. Well, once you start learning these things, it becomes super easy and you beat him. So asking as you're progressing through a story level one to 50 or whatever and you fight the boss at 10 and you buy him again at 40 by the time you're in end game you fight shockwave or soundwave whatever for the 10th time for the 15th time for the 50th time to the 100th time it's going to become boring like even in division the only difference is what makes it rando is that they're always firing guns at you but they could run left instead of right 
and right into the left. And they could dive towards you and send other guys to you. So it's different, but at the same time, it's the same because it's just like seven ways to do it. Yes, yes. But the difference that you're not focusing on is the fact that in division, all the guys that go left, right, and center and have a different energy bar or a, a thicker energy bar or uh, a special ability is not the same as fighting the hunters or rogue agents. Sure. Because when you fight the rogue agents or the hunters, you don't know which gear set they have until you're hit by it. Correct. Right? So that guy's got Firefly. That guy's got Mines. Now you understand what he has, and now you understand who do you have to go for first. That's tactics. Correct. That's innovative. For the, for the first That's couple what I'm times, talking about. For the first couple yeah, times. Yeah, yeah but, the t but the next time a hunter attacks me or a rogue agent, not going to be the same guy. Correct. But as soon as you know it's a Firefly guy, you're going to be like, oh, I know how to beat him. And th That's and then, great. Then you over. know how to beat him, but are you specced out to beat him the time that you run into him? True. No. True. So now that battle is going to be harder than it would be normally. However, if I'm in a group of four and we run into somebody, four agents, somebody should be somebody, right? Right. Somebody specked out to right. go for somebody, and once the identification is made, you say, "Okay, you're spec this way. Go get him. Right. We're going to hold these guys off." That's called innovative. Yeah, no, I agree not with that. Just, not just sit behind cover and shoot a guy. I, I, That's I, the I, agree, I agree with that. But what I'm saying is, as far as the once you learn a thing, like in Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter is another great game, right? You fight all these different monsters and beasts, absolutely, and they each have their own little ticks and quirks and stuff to yep. learn. Dauntless great is the boss same battles. way. And I great like those boss, boss battles. battles. Same with uh, Elden Ring. Elden Ring, or I never played a Souls game, so I'm going to use Elden Ring as an example. The boss fights are really tough when you first start until you learn the quirks and clicks of each of the things, the tales of sure. them. Once, once you find the tales, though, right, then the only way, the only way it becomes, memory. I understand that, but the only but way it becomes harder, right, the only way it becomes harder for those people, it, it'll always be tough for me, but for the people that can figure it out, the only way it becomes harder is they go, well, I'm not going to do it with armor this time, or right. I'm only going to use a stick this time, right, or right. I'm going to do bare hand and not get touched this time, right, so they make their own rules, right, their house rules of how they want to fight the game, and that makes it more entertaining for them. But the boss yep. fight is still the same, right? It's the same, but they're making it harder on themselves because they've already figured it out, right? And my, my whole point is, once you figure it out, all the stuff becomes mundane, right? Well, yeah, but it, everything, everything you can figure out, but did I get mundane on week one or year three? True, true, right. I, I get it. I just wanted to make sure, like, because... Obviously, there's probably something that hasn't been done before, right? Bungie hasn't figured it out because you're still slamming balls into the same fucking things, throwing them through hoops, no, shoving it, things, standing works, in a zone. Bro, what's the rule? What's the rule? If it's not broke, don't fix it, right? Right. Now, I got it. So hopefully Transformers Reactivate does, does evolve and change learning from Warframe, Destiny, Division. Uh, uh, you, had, you, you would have had to. You would hope. You right? would hope. Right. Now, wait, if they made a game and it was a hooky cutter, everything else that failed, and then they just kind of pump it out now with some sprinkles on top, and they didn't fix anything that stopped it from coming out the first time, we got problems. No, I agree. And I'll, got, like I said, I'll, I'll, said I'll call them out on it if they, if they do stuff like that, right? But it also depends on do they hide it, like, good enough, right? Where it could be the exact same thing, right? Because I, I could hear it already, right? We're, we're fighting the Legion. Now, we don't know how many... I guarantee factions you this game, are in the Legion, I, right? I guarantee you this game was supposed to come out when Avengers came out. I guarantee it. Well, it was supposed to originally was supposed to come out in like 2020. It was supposed to come out, which is the same year as as, as Avengers. 
right? But it got postponed and went over budget, and then they they kicked it back a little bit to to come out with the mm-hmm. the new Transformers movie because they wanted to see because they wanted to see how well Avengers would do, right? So basically, I forgot what I was going to say now, but if if the game comes out and they they hide it correctly, where they disguise the same things you've been doing in Division or the same things. Obviously, if you play 3,000 hours in Division, you're going to go, oh, this is just like Division. But if you played only like 100 hours, you'd be like, oh, this is pretty fun. I like Transformers. This reminds me of Division. But, right, it reminds me of the other game I played where the people that are hardcore are going to be like, oh, it's the exact same, but now with robots, right? So if they do the same thing, and it's just the Legion, which is, let's just say there's... 25 different characters for the legion of captains ultimate like bosses whatever minions robot creatures that run around whatever are we going to look at this and go oh we're killing the same guys six months later still killing the same robots right like we did with marvel's avengers still killing still killing game in in Destiny, still killing the fallen still killing the taken still killing the same things eight years later still the same things right is this going to happen? I think it is because how many different ways are you going to kill something? They're all going to be robots in some way, shape, or form. Well, they they don't have to worry about the gore factor or adult thing because it's all robots now. True. So there's no humans getting involved, so they get around that. That's number one. It, listen, if the gameplay is fun, right? It just because you're a transformer, the map has to be done in a way where me transforming means something, right? Because if I'm just in robot mode and the vehicle mode doesn't mean anything, then it's not really a transformer game now, is it? Right. Right? So then what would be the purpose? And here, and here's the critical way I think. What would be the purpose of me changing into vehicle form? What is the purpose for me to do that? Besides trying to go from point A to yeah. point B, what, what purpose would you give me that I had to transform? Well, that's a different that's well, okay. something you have to think about i could think of something right speaking about boss fights or whatnot maybe during a boss fight the 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 blast that he's doing is so fast that you have to transform into your jet or car to get away from it because you can't get um, away fast enough so in so in essence it's more it's a complicated dive is Co- what it would be correct you're using it okay. as part of the actual uh symmetry of a the dodge. boss fight of the yep. dodge right yep so instead of just moving like you could dodge but you dodge only three feet where if you get and in you your car, right. You still get hit. You take damage where if you get in your car and transform, you can get 10 feet real fast and then transform back. Or maybe if I jump, I can only jump 10 feet up in the air. But if I drive and transform, I can boost jump 15 or 20 feet up in the air and it boosts me type of stuff like that. Then that would be interesting. Right. Same with the jet. Like obviously you could transform into a jet. How do you make the jet feel different than the car well obviously if you're a jet you can go right. faster these and fly. Are, right these are the important questions because so, if it's just robot right and you're not giving me a reason to do the transformation that's half the game for me because why do it right like for instance if you're a car for a transformer maybe you can speed up faster but you hit top speed faster where the jet slow at the beginning and then it, it goes fast right you, you see what i'm saying there's a disadvantage or something that happens otherwise if the jets are more powerful than the cars it'd be like then you'd always be a jet always be a jet right because that'd be the meta because while you're bu- doing a boss fight i just go into the jet form unless they do a mechanic where uh it's emp you just can't transform it's well, we already know yeah it's, yeah, it's we already know the emp is coming yeah. yeah we already know when you can't figure out how to do a boss battle, throw an EMP in there. That's right. all you have to worry about. It. <laughs> just like Division, they have the thing where you can't use your specials. They 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 stop you. They jam you. Right. Yep. 
So uh, the next story I want to talk about, Ubisoft, uh, Star Wars game enters the playtesting stage. Massive entertainment begins in search for playtesters for Ubisoft's upcoming open-world Star Wars project ahead of its undetermined release date. Now, obviously, if they're looking for playtesters, now we heard about it in 2021, like early 2021. It's now about a year and a half, 18 months in. Uh, so in about another six weeks, Sarge, you can print it out, put it out. If it's a live service game, it's ready to go. No, but... It's probably, we're not going to see it light of day till probably late 2024, I would say, if not 2025. Wait, what game? The massive Star Wars game that they're making. Okay. You scared the crap out of me there for a minute. I thought, I, I didn't know we switched channels. I was so into oh, the Transformer you, you thing. Transformers? And you yeah. said, and you said yeah. 2024. I'm like, don't do that to me. No, no. That's, don't tell that, me 2024. The beta is definitely coming out in 2023 for Transformers. So, what the, so you're telling me that the, the Star Wars game that, that the girl got kicked off of and pulled away from and didn't no. give a shit about that game? No, that this, game? No, no. This is, a, this is the game that Division, the makers of Division, Massive, they're making a Star Wars game. Right. Oh, God. So, so now this right. Star Wars game was started in I think January or February 2021 is when they announced it, and, meaning they already were working on it, and now they're they're ready to test it. They're te they're in the testing phase right now, and they're getting people that are in their in their local area. So on Twitter, Massive Entertainment linked the application to join the open world game play testing period in Malmo, Sweden. Uh, is Malmo? Is that how you pronounce it, chat? Malmo, M A L M O with a with a hyphen over it. Uh, uh, Sweden in the game studio mentioned that it would prioritize people who live near the location for physical game tests. It's unclear if the Star Wars game will do an open for remote play testing. This coming nearly two years after the game announcement indicates a significant step in the development. Right, so it, it got announced. It got announced back in January of 2021. So we're almost two years into the development cycle of this game, and now they're doing the alpha testing, the play testing. So again, I, I feel like this next year is another testing phase. Right, they might do an open or add more people by the end of this year. And then we're talking 2024, I would say maybe May, because Star Wars likes to launch stuff in like a May time, LucasArts, whatever. So, or late 2024, maybe get pushed back to 2025. Um, I personally think this game is going to be like Division, like a Division game, right? I, I feel like, but it's going to be taking place. Well, in, does, in, what does like Massive know? How to, what else is Massive made that I can look at? Well, I, I honestly don't know, right? So what I'm saying is The Bad Batch is a is a show that's on Disney Plus, right? It's an animated show, uh, a group of four troopers, okay? There was five, but one turned bad, right? So there's four troopers, and you can... I, I don't know. I'm just looking at Division going, how could you make a game like Star Wars, okay? Not just take New York and make it into Coruscant. Uh, take the characters in Division and make them into to clone troopers or the the Bad Batch type of characters. Right? It's all skins at that point. Now, obviously, obviously, it it's probably more than that. But if it is something like I'm saying about, and you're like you just said, it's on skins. Two years in the development cycle, they already have the assets, and they just have to change them into the Star Wars assets type of thing. They have themselves a a, a game here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I still, but I'm hearing all these rumors about Division Three. Aren't you listening to the rumors? I haven't seen the rumors for Division 3. Yeah, I'll send you some they, videos. They have Heartland coming out. They have the other one coming out. So are they moving on to Division 3? There's rumors going around. I'll send you some of the videos I found. I mean, it would make sense considering Division 1 was out for two years before Division 2 came out. Division 2 has been out for four years. Yes. So it would make sense. Duplass uh, says Division-type game. Yikes. I don't know if it's a Division-type game, Duplass. I'm... I'll, I'll, we're, we're, what I'm saying is, what else is Massive known for? Yeah, I'm, That's I'm, what I'm saying. I'm speculating based on the people that are making the game. Massive has been working on Division 
right, for the longest time. They're in charge of the Star Wars game coming out. I'm just taking the the brand of Division and going, what can they make? Now, obviously, right. they can make a Jedi game. It could be four Jedis or whatever, but I'm, I'm, I'm just looking at it going, how could they come out with a game super fast, right, along the same lines? Well, the Clone Troopers, Bad Batch, or the or that type of game where your stormtroopers or clone troopers in a certain period of time and you're just running around the Star Wars universe, that would be pretty fun, I have to admit. Like, I, I always make fun of Division saying it would make a great Ghostbusters game, right? But it would. But if you if you make it into a, a, a Star Wars clone trooper game, that would be pretty cool, I, I I would think, you know? I don't know. That's just what I think. Have you played? Have you ever played the Clone uh, Clone Commandos? Yeah, yeah, I played it back. What was it? Was that the original Xbox or was that 360? I forget. 360. The Rep- Republic Commandos is what you're talking about, Akuta Papa. Yeah. Right. I I think it was the original. 60. No, no, 360. Yeah, yeah, Bad Batch. That's what I'm saying, Krebsy. I, I I think that the game that they're creating might be a cross promotion with the Bad Batch. Now, obviously, Bad Batch season two is coming out in a couple of months. There could be season three, even if it's not in, in included with the Bad Batch type of thing. Uh, we can see the next rendition of Bad Batch, and it could be something along the lines like a tie-in or just a, you know, sort of like you the could Witcher, the Witcher. Well, once again, there there are so many possibilities for for IP in this genre. Like I, when I see like a, a Star Wars game that you want someone to play and be interested in, instead of using all the name brand characters. You pick a good time period. I like to pick the time period when there's less Jedi than more Jedi. And I like to put it into the spec where you're going on missions that you have to do things, but you also are being hunted the entire time. So the more open you become with your powers, the more people start sending guys after you to to hunt you down. So it'd be like an inverse hitman where instead of you being the assassin, you're being hunted. Like there's, there's all different ways you can go with a Star Wars game. Like Dark Forces was a great game. You were the hero, first person shooter. It was done in the Doom style, right? Fallen Order was a good game. It, it was done in the same type of premise where he's one of the last guys. He's trying to get some things done. He's being hunted. Uh, Dark Force Rising, the one where the, you're the, you, you become, Darth Vader trains you. You, lo- you learn how to bring down it. You learn how to bring down an ad at, or something. You know, that was a cool moment in the game. Like there's different ways you can go about it, but. Well, the Bad Batch is actually being hunted down by the by the empire because uh, they're they're uh they're clone troopers going rogue basically so that would make sense i mean in your in your world you're describing if they did make a bad batch game you could be hunted the entire time while while you're on it i mean listen, I'm, I'm always hopeful but i can smell a cash grab a long ways off right Jesse Max says massives are making a new open world avatar game is the first uh first then massive starting made a new Star Wars. Yeah, I don't know. Was it massive? Because I know I know the Avatar game was supposed to come out like it was it got delayed. It was supposed to come out during the movie time, but it got pushed back to next year. I, I think it comes out in February now, if I'm not mistaken. Uh I mean they could delay it another two years for the next Avatar movie, or maybe it comes out in between the Avatar movies because Avatar was coming out in 2022, 2024, 2026, 2028. Uh they have like four other movies in the works. So um Let's see the next story that we have here. Uh, real quick story. The Game Awards show 2022 uh, set a new viewership record. 
Uh, the viewership record for this, let me see if I can find it. The Game Award announced on 2022 show uh, amassed a staggering 103 million global live stream viewers across over 30 different streaming platforms. This is a testament of Jeff Keighley making the show accessible as possible. This marks a 21% increase of viewership from last year and break down the viewership members of the Game Awards website list of Twitter had a peak of 11.5 million, a 20%, 28% increase in the conversation volume over the last year which is potentially bolstered by the strange incident that happened at the end of the awards. The Game Awards show vaulted the number one spot of trending topics during the time, and usage of hashtag grew 31% over 2021. Now, the viewership on YouTube peaked at 1.3 million concurrent viewers, with 306,000 coming from the Game Awards uh, YouTube channel, and 39 from our channel. Let's go. Uh, and then the rest uh, coming in from the Partners channel co-streaming the event at 9.5 million unique con uh, consumers of Steam. Watch the show there, trying to cash in on Steam Deck giveaway for viewership for viewers of that platform. Twitch had a 1.9 million concurrent viewers across the platform, including co-stream partners uh, for an increase of 20% over 2021. And the Game Award Twitch channel peaked at 571,000 concurrent viewers uh, viewership also spread out uh, to other platforms like TikTok Live, Instagram Live, uh, partners in other countries like China, India, IMAX Experience, and also theaters around the world. So huge success for Keeley. Every year, year over year, it just keeps going up higher and higher. Obviously, I think there's going to be a, a a plateau that it's going to hit. And I think that might be within the next two years. I think it'll it'll max out at like 150 mil. Uh, I mean, that's a, that's a shit ton of people. He's, listen. He did what he was going to say. He did what he was going to He said what he was going to do, and he did it. So as far as I'm concerned, he's winning. He made it accessible. More people started watching it. They actually care again, as opposed to the E3 kerfuffle. Yeah. So that's a win. Real quick, let me go back to the chat. Original Xbox, yes, Republic Commando, that's the game. Format for enemies is very similar to Division. Think about the Yeah, but that was first person, right? Uh, wasn't that first person? I think Republic Commando yes. was first person. Uh, great game. And they actually remastered it or re-released it. You could actually play it uh, for the longest time. I don't know if it's still on. Uh, it was on Game Pass for the longest time. Uh, you could play it. Uh, great game. Uh, let me see. Destroyers have shields too fast, but die quick, then the shield dies. Uh, we also uh, know that uh, public wants Darth Darth uh, Jar Jar games. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, Darth Darth Sidious Jedi. Um, I don't know. I've watched I've watched the the conspiracy theories I, I about like the, the whole Jar the Jar Jar theory. I thought that was a good conspiracy. Yeah, theory. I, I like the conspiracy. I'm I'm for it. I, I think I think it actually is happening. Um, next story. We have uh, gamers are suing Microsoft uh, because of its merger with Activision. Okay, so. Here it says, a report by Bloomberg Law, uh, the complaint filed today to obtain by Kotaku states that the plaintiffs, or video gamers, as described, are concerned that Microsoft and Activision merger may substantially lessen competition, uh, tend to create a monopoly. This merger and complaint states would specifically be a violation of Section 7, the, Cl the, the Clayton Act, in which states acquisition the diminished competition and probe under the U.S. antitrust law. The complaint not only cites the scale and scope of Activision and Microsoft merge as pro problematic, but it also is the latest proposal union follows numerous other Microsoft acquisitions ranging from 2014 of Mojang all the way back to acquisition of Rare in 2022 or uh, 2002. Uh, they're uh, thoroughly laying out a out console PC and AAA games as well as subscription services, relevant product markets. The suit uh, calls attention to just how large franchises will fall under Microsoft corporate umbrella. 
should the merge go through. Now, Call of Duty, World of Warcraft, Minecraft, Doom, Microsoft, Flight Simulator, and Halo, the Elder Scrolls, and just some of the, uh, the cited examples, it's maintained that currently Microsoft and Activision compete direct through the titles and services like Battle.net, Microsoft Store, and Game Pass to merge would shatter the competitive dynamic. So, uh, what do you think about this, Sarge? What do, you, do you think they have a leg to stand on as far as saying that, that if Microsoft does this, that uh, there would be no competition whatsoever, even though uh, Minecraft, when they bought Minecraft back in 2011, I believe, uh, it's been on every single platform to date. Uh, and, and there's other games that have come out that are just like uh, Minecraft, uh, mind you. Uh, there's, there's uh, God, I can't, I, I can't what, what's the one I used to play? I can't even think of it now. Uh, Boundless. Boundless is like a, a game. You have Hightail that hasn't come out yet, which is like a Minecraft type of game. You have other knockoff type of game. Roblox is competition for Minecraft. So would you think that since Microsoft bought Mojang, and by the way, when they bought it and what it is now, it is, is quadrupled in business, right? So it's not like they killed off the, the lower, smaller chunk of it. No, they just made more skins on stuff on top of it. Right. More That's all I keep selling. Right. Listen, first of all, they need to know understand the definition of monopoly is right. It's a it's a software company uh, who who is buying a publisher, right? That's what it is. Okay, so if if you believe that if a publisher and a software company get together and, and that's a monopoly, I'm pretty sure you're not aware of how business actually works. If if Microsoft bought Sony, then you could say something, right? Then you could say something. If if Microsoft tried to buy Sony, then yes. There'd be a discussion. Everything that's happening right now will be completely valid. Right. But what is happening right now is, and, and I'm going to say this very carefully, all this fluff is, is to delay Microsoft's bid for what they want to do with Activision Blizzard. All this does is delay. That's all this does. Because Sony isn't ready to compete with Microsoft in their sphere right. yet. I, that's that's the reason. I don't think they'll right? ever be ready to compete in that sphere, right? They're competing I, and obviously I winning they will. in they the will console. Find, they will find someone to pair up with, and they'll do the same exact well, thing. Well, if they pair up with somebody, like if Apple and yeah. Sony join forces. That's correct. Right, that's like correct. That. But th that would be considered a monopoly as well, right, with Apple buying no, Sony. No, no, uh, Apple Apple buying Sony is just it would Well, a couple be years ago, like, they were in the in the market for them, and they couldn't. They couldn't. They wouldn't. No, it wasn't. It wasn't couldn't. They the the bid stopped. They just didn't. They said no, not because they didn't say they they didn't say yes. They just said no. The bid was bad, so they just said no, not because they didn't want to. Right. right? If if you if everyone if if somebody hits your number and you're trying to move things along, you say yes and you move on. Right. Listen, no matter what you say, this deal is going through. They can talk about all the court right. cases they want. You will not be able to prove that Microsoft buying Activision Blizzard is a monopoly on any level or will stop any kind of competition between Sony and the rest of the planet. Right. Okay. This is all show well, to give Sony time to get something on the level that can compete with Microsoft. That's well, all this is. It, it also is, will never be a non-competitive clause because of it's on Day one, day and date on Game Pass, but it's also day and date on PC as well. So if, as long as as long as the first party titles games keep coming to PC and Xbox simultaneously, if it, if it was just coming on Xbox, then you could have a bigger case here. But that's correct. This is why they made Game Pass Ultimate so they could have it on PC and on consoles at the same time. 
I plan on watching the court case because I want to see what happens when the Microsoft lawyers ask Sony about the 15 titles that they have that are only on their system. And how is that consumer friendly if I can only get it on your system? Right. So once they defend that point, and which I hope they do, because if they defend themselves on their own games, then they're actually defending Microsoft at the same time. Right. Right. It's a lose-lose situation at that point. I I would love to see how that's going to work out in court. I'm waiting to see how they're going to word the questions. I'm waiting to see it. I'm waiting to see it. All right. Quick stories here. Uh, It's Software co-founder. Uh, John Carmack resigns from Meta. Now, Meta obviously uh, losing a crap ton of money. The VR, the, the the space that they're making. He came over there, started working with them, and he's out. Like, just Meta well, 2. He's, he's, he's proud of the VR headset. Sure. Carmack, Carmack's had the interview. He was very proud of the VR headset and where the direction it was going. It's a great product, and they can do, expand on it. But everything else that crazy boy wants to do with meta he is out zuckerberg he doesn't want to be a part of out so he's he's out he's he's leaving there you have another person bungie's new third person game oh i'm sorry uh that's 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 the wrong one uh former valorant director joins destiny 2 developer bungie so ex-director of valorant announces his move to bungie almost one year exactly after announcing his departure from riot games so the former director of riot games valorant has reported that they found a new home at bungie uh, Joe Zinger, who has also uh, one to two directors working on Valorant, alongside David uh, Nottingham, uh, who has also been working on creative director of Zingler, also reportedly the person who led Valorant Inception, saying that the idea of the game had come from a theorizing some Riot Games designers. Now, the studio could work on other other runaway hit uh, of League of Legends. Now, Zinger had wanted to create a tactical shooter that was both uh, approachable by new players and also valuable by professional players. While also he'll bring in the studio working knowledge of live service games to date, the only real negative feedback uh, from players has been the widespread reports of misogynistic male Valorant players. Now, the somewhat questionable anti-cheat software that has nothing to do with it. Because Valorant's success has also came to surprise, Ziggler announced his departure from the game to end 2021. Ziggler has now posted an update to Twitter. Now, I have a question for you, Sarge, and I'm going to take this and I'm going to stretch it out a little bit, right? We were just speaking how Sony's trying to delay, trying to delay, trying to delay this this buyout of Activision with Microsoft, right? And we've been saying for months and months and months and months, go out and make your own goddamn game, right? And I said, jokingly, I said, what about if they just said, hey, Destiny is just going to be on PlayStation, right? But what if, because Sony did buy Bungie, okay, did buy Bungie, and they're owned by Sony now. This guy's coming over from Valorant. He's coming over to Bungie, and Bungie needs to make live service games. This is why they bought Bungie, right? To make live service, because Destiny, like it or not, one of the best live service games out there, and they're trying to replicate that as best as they can. So That's correct. What about if this guy's come over to Bungie, because Bungie's next game is to make the next game to compete with Call of Duty, right? Yep. That way, they delay the buyout. They still have Call of Duty on their system for a couple of years while this is all goes yep. through. They have a quick format to try to make because Valorant came out of nowhere pretty fast. Same with Apex Legends, right? Now, they work on a game sort of like Valorant, sort of like Call of Duty. They make it with Bungie. Bungie has yet another game working on behind the scenes, and boom, savior. They, they come out with this game that's only on PlayStation that can compete with Call of Duty. On that level, what do you what do you think of my theory here? Well, I, I think it's it's plausible because 
you have to remember that PlayStation has no problem coming out with first-party titles and, and, and saying that they're only on their system. So imagine if you don't sell, you, you don't want to sign a contract. And that's why that's probably that's probably part of why they didn't sign a contract for having uh, Call of Duty on their system for ten years. Is because this way they can come out with their own game, bring it out on their own system, and then use Call of Duty as a defense of saying, like, well, that's that one's on all systems anyway, but we have our ours now. That's only on our system, right? So. We didn't. This way, it's fair, right? Then Call of Duty's everywhere, and then we've got our own game that we made. Right? That's basically what you're supposed to do anyway. You've done it for other titles, so how is this one different? How is the first-person shooter genre different than the rest of the games that you've made first-person titles on? Right. I don't. I don't. I don't see a difference. I don't see a difference. Well, I, any listen. Anytime you bring a big wig into the pot, it's because you're trying to push something big. And get it out. They need somebody who's in charge, who's going to crack the whip, get people in line, assess how long it's going to take to finish this product, and can we get it out before such and such a date? That's basically why you call a big guy in, right? That that's why you you bring in the new CFO. That's why you bring in a new CEO. That's why you bring in these new because you want things to move quickly, right? Well, right. They also have a, a job posting here, Bungie. Uh, new third-person game will use Destiny's Tiger engine, according to a job ad. Now, earlier this year, Bungie did say several job ads confirming that one of the new projects is a third-person third-person action game. Now, obviously, I just said that maybe the guy's making another Call of Duty game, but maybe they're bringing them in for this third-person action game that's happening by Bungie as well. Now, they are using the Tiger engine, and that's what I kind of want to talk about a little bit with this, with this right? The we Tiger engine. Know, it's got to be a mobile game. Well, if you're using the Tiger Engine, it's probably a mobile game. Well, if they're using the Tiger Engine, we know the limitations of the Tiger Engine. Now, obviously, we, we, they could we've been up, talking about it for eight years. They could update it and, and make better better things for Tiger Engine, but we know what, what it can do and what it can't do. And we know yep. that it gets too big, that it, they have to delete half of everything yep. because it's just too big, right? It's too big. So, so do you think this is a smart move on their part? I mean, obviously, they don't want to pony up the money for another engine so there's you still using the tiger engine do you see a fault with this or if it's not broke don't fix it if it if it works if it works you don't need to right first question is is it console or mobile that's the first we, question we don't know we don't know we don't know right so if it's a version of tiger that runs on mobile phones then i think that's probably why they're doing it they don't have to worry about it because it'll run, it'll run it'll run nice and juicy on a mobile device and that's where you make the most money why gamble with another console game like Destiny when you know you're having so many problems with it, right? And you're coming to the end of it anyway, right? You're coming to the end of the whole uh, whiteboard theories. And so the game's going to end by next year. So why, why fight it when I can start up a whole brand new game on mobile and charge everybody what I need to charge it for? Well, remember, they did have a we, – we read an article a couple months ago that Bungie had patents up for the touchscreen controls for mobile devices and handheld consoles. There you so go. Obviously, not even maybe just moving Destiny over to mobile devices, but they also could be making the next third person action adventure game in the mobile devices, right? Because also Sony yep. wants to try to get in the in the mobile market as well, uh, with that with the live service. Well, you you, well. you would have to you would have to try to compete because Bund, uh, uh, um, Microsoft is going to have Candy Crush, right? Which is, I mean, we don't look at it as a you game. Print, but you print money, right? You print money. It's a printing print press. Money. Yeah, that's all. That's all Candy Crush is. is a printing press. All right, the next quick uh, story here is Final Fantasy. Square Enix announces Final Fantasy Pixel remasters for Switch and PlayStation 4. 
So even remasters, Sarge, you can't you can't get them on Nintendo or uh, I'm sorry, you can't get them on uh, on Xbox. They're only on the Switch and they're only on PlayStation. Uh, so Final Fantasy Pixel remasters of Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy Two, Final Fantasy Three, Final Fantasy Four, Final Fantasy Five, and Final Fantasy Six, all coming to the Switch and PlayStation Four. That's a real quick one right there. I would I would love to play the original Final Fantasies on my phone. You know, I found I Not found a final. That, I would think. I found a Final Fantasy version that I can play on my phone. It's it's a offshoot of a Japanese version. It's not uh, an American version. It's decent. Uh, it's got character classes and everything. It's got a little story. It's kind of cool. But I would love to play the first four Final Fantasies on my mobile device. I would pay for that. Right. Uh, Krebsy says, because COD has not equal, you can't just create a game and have it be the same size as COD. No, but why? But why are you? But why are you labeling it like that, Krebsy? Why do you think COD is the end all, be all of everything? Right. What, what I'm saying. Why is Why is that game the the the, the linchpin so, of this whole so thing? So what I was going to say is that you don't have to beat Call of Duty, but if you have 116 million people playing on your platform, one platform, right? They don't need to make 30 million people because that's that's how many people play Call of Duty across the board, like 30, 30 million people or whatever uh, on, on average. They could get 30 million people that go exclusive PlayStation 5 game. That's a our first live service, first person, third person shooter, right? They already have a base that's already interested in those type of games. And the Sony fanboys, man, if they get behind and go, fuck Call of Duty because Call of Duty went over to, to Microsoft, even though it's not, right? right? They'll right. be like, yeah, I'm not buying. I'm not buying anything Microsoft related. So they're just gonna go over to the thing, and they don't need a hundred million people to get the game. They just need the ten, the fifteen, the twenty million people in house that they keep them inside the game, paying a recruiting price on their service, and to keep them going. That's that's what it is. You know what I mean? Microsoft is not taking it away from them, but PlayStation's like, we need a backup plan. We need a backup plan because if if they do take it away from us, then we're out. And we need to make something that's going to recoup that money that, that, that's going bye-bye. Great. They gave you the option to get that money. Sure. Here's a 10-year deal. And sure. they said no. Yeah, they said no. Because, and they said no. Because they're, they're stalling, Sarge. They, they need them to get something. They're, they're, they're working on something. Uh, the next one is Gotham Knights developer WB Games Montreal has an unannounced project in the works. Now, just off that title, Sarge. I know people have did data mining files of Gotham Knights and they say that other D DLC is coming. But when I read this, that WB Montreal is moving on to the next project, I'm like, uh oh, Gotham Knights. That's it. That's that's you it. Have 10 people in a room just keeping you maintained. Six. Right. Whatever. Six. Right. Probably one guy. One guy. That has six Three. jobs. Yeah, man. he needs someone. To, yeah. He needs someone to talk to. He yeah. can't be by himself. <laughs> and if it has to be, it has to be more than two because if one guy gets sick, then you're alone. Right. You can't have somebody alone. So I'll say three or four. Right. So I don't know. Right. Uh, so here it says, as pointed out, the Twitter user uh, says, "WB Games Montreal senior producer Brian uh, the Berg recently updated his LinkedIn profile. He has worked on WB Games Montreal for six years, serving as a senior producer. Got the nights for five years." and 11 months of that. And his update includes one month of servicing a senior producer, an unannounced project, right? So there you go. So we know how long Gotham Knights was in production for. It was in production for five years and 11 months because this guy's been there for six years and he started five years and 11 months and, and the game's out now, right? So uh, hopefully people, see a lot of people get excited and the Gotham Knights are like, this is going to be the game, man. It's not a live service game. They came out straight and said, this is not a live service game. So hopefully 
we do get to see some DLCs in the works coming out or little drops of things, but I don't know. This doesn't look like a good sign that uh, WB Montreal is making their next DC game because it is a DC game that they're making. Um, hopefully, uh, hopefully it's expansions for this game and not another game because I, I, I feel bad for people that like that game and moving on. Uh, real quick story. After three years of work, modders have remastered the first Star Wars first-person shooter so you can see here, let me, I'm going to bring it up real fast. Yeah. So this is the first first person shooter Star Wars game back in the day. And they, they kind of doomified it now. Uh, you remember playing this, Sarge? I remember playing this. Dark, dark Forces? Yeah. That's yeah, all Dark Forces. This is, this is, this is, this is uh, remastered by modders. So it's, it's the Doom clone, right? Oh God, I remember playing this like yesterday. Remember when we would freak out that modders used like when they when they had Battlefield 1942 and they made that into Star Wars, or when we had Doom and we had Star Wars, or you had another game and it made it into a Star Wars scan, and we were like, This is awesome. Can you imagine if a game came out and it was like this? Right? And then we had Battlefront 2 and we're like, man, I wish they made a better game. <laughs> so yeah, this is out remastered by modders. So they're uh, so it's pretty cool looking. I think it's, it's pretty interesting, man. Remember when listen, listen, when the game came out? Listen, do you, do you remember the rest of the games that were like this? There was Heretic. There was all kinds of games oh, yeah, that did the first like person shooter genre, like, yeah. you know, Dark Forces, Dark Forces Two, all kinds of stuff, man. So that's that for the modders. Uh. I think that's it. That's the last one. We, the one story we missed is the uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor game director detail for new combat and traversal features. I can go over that in daily grind. Um, other than that, we have our questions. If you guys have questions, submit them to our questions because we are at that time for the question and answer point of, uh, of the show. Uh, you need the original game to play the remastered version. Oh, do you really? You need the remastered ver or you need the original copy of that to play the remastered version? I mean, we we have it. I just don't know where it is. I have to dust it off and put that CD. In but the they game. don't. Know. They don't know. I don't even think. You know, I just found out that my uh my computer has a disc drive. <laughs> like it's hidden behind a secret compartment that you open up. I've never ever used my 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 DVD drive or my CD drive. My, my PC. All right. So, question number one uh, by uh, Al Dente he says, Is Sarge's hat a, 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 a flitter or hilariously large hat? What do you, I don't know. I don't understand. Am I pronouncing Oh, is it a fitter a or hilariously large hat? No, it's because it's on top of his headphones. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's on top of his headphones. It actually yeah. fits his yeah, head. A his large yeah. head it it fits it yeah it's it's just a christmas fedora that's all it is oh i think that's what he was trying to make like a fedora like a fitter it's a fedora it's I a christmas you. fedora yeah so there you go is it a floppy game it oh, I guess was it would be a floppy game it was it was five discs yeah you know what we probably still have it but we don't have a computer to run it I'm sure you don't have to have the the original game. There's, there's probably a way to download it through a mod or or a, uh, some sort of file. Come on, I can play Star Wars Galaxies from 20 years ago uh, without having the disc. 
just go to the client and download it. Uh, Jesse Max says, I'm already at, I've already asked this to Mike, this question. Now I'm asking Sarge about yep. five things that you don't want in Transformers Reactivate that you don't want. Like five things you don't want Transformers Reactivate to have. I said uh, okay. five things from Destiny is basically what I said. Um, uh, tunnel maps. Tunnel maps. Uh, inability to transform for purpose. Uh, a weak depth for grinding gear. Um, lack of boss battles. Uh, and lack of innovation. I think that enough games like this have come out now. I think it's whoever's turn it is to release this game needs to try harder. I I think this could go two ways. Uh, just to add, not the five thing, but I think Transformers Reactivate could take what Destiny has done and what Division has done and all these other games have done, and they can now take it to the next level. Because right now, Division's on the down. Okay, right now Destiny's on the down. Right now, Warframe's on the down. They still have a healthy, you know, player base, but for the masses, so it's been around. yeah, it's been around, and people are ready for something new. And I think this game could come out, and it could be something special. But we'll see if that happens. Uh, the last question comes from Smashville Viking. He says, "Is Sarge wearing pants?" Yes, I am wearing pants. There you go. I am wearing pants. Honestly, I'm wearing pants. So there you have it. Sarge is wearing pants. He's answered the five questions and. I feel I feel a little lackluster here. All these questions were were for Sarge, all right. But we'll see. So we don't know if we're gonna have a show next week. As of right now, there is no show scheduled for next week. But if I'm back in my own home, we will have episode three thirty eight before the new year. All right. So we this potentially is the last show of twenty twenty two, and then when we come back, it'll say season nine up on top instead of season eight. Uh, so we might be off for two weeks and then we'll be back the, uh, the first week. So as of right now, stay tuned. Uh, and we should, uh, the 29th might be our last show. If not, we'll come back on January 5th. So we do appreciate you very much for coming out and hanging out. That is, uh, episode three thirty seven is in the can. We do appreciate you very much, uh, for coming and hanging out with us each and every single Thursday for another year. Uh, season eight. I mean, obviously, honestly, we we've had so many episodes, three hundred and thirty-seven episodes. Another year's done, and we do appreciate every single one of you coming out. I remember when we had two people inside our our, our podcast. We we've been listened to more than we've been watched live on YouTube. We've moved from Twitch to Mixer to Facebook to YouTube. We've been to all these different platforms, and I do appreciate every single one of you guys coming out and supporting us any way shape or form uh if you'd like to help us out please make sure you share like subscribe if you'd like to go above and beyond that you can become a member on this channel for as little as 99 cents we're so close on our other channel for 30 nsg we're about 90 people away from hitting a thousand to get monetized over there as well uh so we're, we're looking so if you can share that out uh share it with people that might want to subscribe over there to help us get to that thousand uh mark we do appreciate you i would love if we could hit a thousand before the end of the year it's going to be close going to be close over the next week uh we'll see what happens uh thank you very much for watching you guys have a safe and a happy holidays merry christmas to those who celebrate christmas and uh we'll see you guys on the next one take care game on guys
camp since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming. Stop it. It's like it's out. Yeah, after party. I can't. I can't. I can't close it. It's. It's literally. Uh, it, it won't. It won't end the show. The show is. Is. Is locked in. Fantastic. I can't. I can't even quit it. In. Uh... Hey, well, we're gonna have to do a major. Uh... 